Welcome, everybody, to episode 104 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Uh, today's topic is going to be Dynasty Warriors 8, and Will is going to be carrying this episode on his back. So uh, that's our main segment for today. Does anyone have any teasers they want to talk about? I played The Witcher 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. That's I played a quite a bit of. I think that's probably good it for my teasers. Okay. I what played I? Uh, Company of Heroes 2, um, NCAA Football 14, and New Super Mario Bros. U. Yeah, we meant to talk about NCAA last week and forgot. Yeah, so completely forgot. We'll talk about that this week. Corey, anything? Nothing new, but I, I did play Terraria, Rogue Legacy, uh, Infinity Blade 2, okay. and, and Bioshock. Okay, I got. I don't have anything new. Um, well, new, new for me, uh, Mirror's Edge, a little Terraria. Some magic and some monster hunter. I'll talk. Be talking about later. So that's that's what we'll be talking about. Nice. Uh, nibble bits. I'll go first. Stories have begun to circulate on the potential for the Connect Two to be used in domestic spying. Microsoft has sworn up and down that this is not the case, uh, and the user has complete control over data that leaves your living room. Uh, well, it may be the case now. There's no telling what will happen in the future. Um, there's actually a good article on TheVerge.com by Sean Hollister, which I tweeted earlier in the week. So uh, definitely check that out. It's titled, um, Could the NSA Use Microsoft's Xbox One to Spy on You? And that was initially my my worry with that, even when I first heard about it, was was this, the spying potential. That was even before the NSA stuff all came out. So I, tw- I retweeted something about that yeah. uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, someone's tweet. I think it was David Seaman. Yep. Why you shouldn't buy an Xbox One? Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, Microsoft said that they wanted to tell everybody what they were like doing with that, but the government's not letting them. Yeah, and so. not only that, but you know it may be fine now, but at some point in the future, that may change. So, just something to think think about. Uh, definitely. Oh, and all of our nibble bits are tweeted. So if you want to, uh, are tweeted from their sources. So if you want to see our sources for our nibble bits, that that's where they where they come from. Um, so if you want any more information on any of the stuff we talk about, it's, it's on our Twitter feed. Um, next, the NCAA has declined to re-up their contract with EA Sports for licensing rights to their college football games. Uh, EA can still make college football games due to their individual contracts with various colleges, uh, but will no longer have NCAA backing. In response, EA Sports exec, uh, Executive Vice President Andrew Wilson responded with, quote, EA will continue... Uh, to develop and publish college football games, but we will no longer include the NCAA names and marks. Our relationship with the collegiate license company is strong, and we are already working on a new game for the next generation consoles, which will launch next year and feature college teams, leagues, and all the innovation fans expect from EA Sports. Which End is quote. none. Well, I was going to that that was my main point in saying that. Innovation. Uh, that's that's something EA is not known you for. You can use that pretty loosely, I feel yeah. like. Especially with their sports games. Oh, really, God. they're the only game in town, and that's why they're they're so popular. So, 
Um, I was actually hoping 2K games would get it, or 2K Sports would get a chance to make a college football game, but I I guess it's not the case. Um, Apparently they have contracts with, like, individual colleges and stuff, so there's not a lot you can do about that. No, that's sad, though, that they have those contracts. Yeah. Um, and then on a positive note, Earthbound has been released for the Wii U Virtual Console at the price of nine ninety nine. Includes uh, remote play and save state ability, which is great. Uh, I haven't bought it yet, but I will do so probably tomorrow as soon as possible. It's one I've been waiting for. Now, if I get a 3DS, can I buy it on that? Or is that only for the Wii U? It's only Wii U as yeah. far as I know. All right. But I can imagine at some point it will be on the 3DS. I think I'm on the verge. Yeah. yeah. It's a good... It's a good system. I like mine. I haven't played it that much, but I really like it. Yeah, I've been really enjoying mine, too. Yeah. I also bought Earthbound. As soon as I saw your uh, your tweet, mm-hmm. I went and bought it. Well, me and Eric both tweeted it. I, didn't... I tweeted this morning when it was rumored. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, I, I don't know. They listed it or something, but it wasn't for sale. It wasn't up yet. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So, apparently it's up now. Yes. Because Will's got it. Yep. Right? Okay. Uh, that's all I got for Nibble Bits. Will, what do you got for Nibble Bits? Um, my first one is Pokemon Rumble U is coming to the Nintendo eShop August 15th in Europe and August 29th in North America. There are going to be 18 different Pokemon like figurine type things, that uh, kind of like Skylanders, how they have that. But it's sold exclusively at GameStop. Um, for the game's launch, each Pokemon uh, is priced at $3.99 and the game itself is $17.99. Mm-hmm. My next one is Andy Schatz, founder of Pocket Watch Games. Pocket Watch Games, uh, he's the creator of Monaco. Um, he said that it did not sell well on the Xbox Live Arcade, and he believes that the delay of the game negatively impacted the sales because he wanted it to launch alongside the PC version. Yeah. And his quote is, I was never depending on the Xbox being our primary revenue generator, but I was very disappointed in Xbox sales nonetheless. We put a ton of effort porting the game, and to have it have that effort largely wasted is really disappointing. Hmm. Um, Understandable. Yeah, and that's sad I didn't sell well because I really liked Monaco and I thought it was a cool and different type of game. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, if it still did well on PC, that's all right. Right. Exactly. And my last one is Dishonored is getting its final piece of downloadable content August 13th for the Xbox 360, PC, and PS3. It's called The Brigmore Witches, and it picks up after the Knife of Dunwall DLC. I can't believe they're still putting DLC out for that game. Mm-hmm. It's cheap on Steam now. I bought it on Steam. I thought about it. Because I did want to play the DLC. Because I've did. heard the DLC is good. <laughs> that's what I. That's the exact reason why I bought so it. So I want to try. Because I, I I liked parts of the game. I really liked the the setting and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So. Same here. So I figured I'd give it another go. I mean, it was only ten bucks, so why not? Yeah. So I bought it, and then I bought the DLC, and all of that was like six. Mm-hmm. So nice. I went for it. Okay. Corey, what do you got from Nibble Bits? I got a few today. It's been a couple weeks since I was able to chat with you folks. Yeah, that's true. Um, actually, I did do my Nibble Bits last week, didn't I? I th- yeah. Yeah, I think you did. You did. Am I coming in all right? Clear? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. Um, so my first one, Deep Silver, the publisher behind, uh, well, now Saints Row and uh, Dead Island, has picked up Wasteland 2 and will publish the crowd, the Kickstarter crowdsourced game, which to me makes total sense. Um, if I'm a publisher, why wouldn't I pick up a promising game at zero risk to publish? Mm-hmm. Um, it's already paid for. You're not going to lose any money, even if it sells nothing. You, you haven't lost any money. Well, I mean, to a certain extent. Uh, so, so Wasteland 2 developer's name is In Exile, and this is a quote from In Exile. They said, this is a perfect opportunity for In Exile. It allows us to continue to focus all of our energy and money into the creative aspects of the game while letting Deep Silver take our game outside of the pure digital space. 
This has the added bonus of allowing us to spend more of the Kickstarter funds on development while continuing to retain all ownership and control. Deep Silver, um, end quote. Deep Silver will also handle the retail release of the game, which includes the physical items for the Kickstarter backers and uh, QA testing of international versions. So essentially, the In Exile folks retain all ownership and control of the project, which is a positive. Um, and Deep Silver is just handling all the bullshit stuff that they probably don't have the time to deal with. Mm-hmm. So it's a good partnership. I don't know what kind of deal they agreed to, but, uh, you know, good, good for all parties associated. Yeah, I'm, that's actually on my list for my watch out for thing was Wasteland yeah, 2. Um, for sure. And good on Deep Silver. Uh, they've they've made made good progress in my eyes with uh, Saints Row 4 and, and Metro. Yeah, I mean, um, and now really a relatively obscure publisher until until they bought those those sold properties. Yeah, now they're a big deal. Yeah, after the whole Dead Island statue bust. <laughs> right, <laughs> no pun intended. The, the nudie statue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'll move on. Pikmin and Olimar joined the crew of the new Smash Brothers. Uh, when I saw that tweet, I immediately tweeted Will to fact check to see if we said they'd be in. I think we said they would be. Yep, mm-hmm. he was in. And, and we were right, um, which is good for us. I think I think our logic was because they're coming, coming they just coming out, came out with a new Pikmin game. It's coming out in August. Yeah. We actually got oh. one wrong, though. Oh, we did? Yeah, it's not confirmed, but Toon Link... The maker of the game said that Toon Link is going to be involved in a stage, not like as a playable character. Oh, that's so kind of surprising. Technically, we're wrong, right? Right at the same time. I'd say technically right. Yeah, me too. I was going for playable characters. He's not going to be playable. Then we were right, right? Or did we, we said we he'd... said he'd be, we, he'd be oh, playable because of Wind Waker HD. Then I was wrong. Yeah, then we were wrong. We did get that one wrong, but typical me. So we're at fifty-fifty <laughs> right now. But... Okay. Not so bad. Yeah. All right. League of Legends players are now recognized as pro athletes for the sake of obtaining visas by the U.S. government, <laughs> which is awesome. Is it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I agree. With I don't. That. I think. I think they're. I think That's it's news because it doesn't seem like they should be. But I. I feel, like, and I don't know this for a fact. I, I meant to look it up, but I feel like you know some pretty obscure sports are represented in the same way like poker none yeah, of those should like, be in my probably, opinion probably like poker you know i see i i there's at least physical i mean i know it's mental and and twitch reflexes but at least there's some physical thing in in gaming um so you know i'm not 100 uh, percent with it but I, I get it chess i'm well I'm, yeah exactly i would bet my life that chess is included in that yeah i'm less arguing that they're athletes than I am that they shouldn't be allowed to come live in our country because they play a computer game. Right. That's that's the angle I'm coming from. Oh, okay. Yeah. That they shouldn't get visas yeah. for a- to be athletes right. because they I see come over saying. here because they play a computer game. Right. Well, I think it's it's uh, U.S. citizens traveling abroad. Oh, good. Get them out of here for the, for the purposes of competition abroad. Oh, then I'm fine with that. More Hell yeah, man. Them. I wish I was okay. good good enough at video games to make money at them. Yeah, same here. I do too, Dan. I feel like I'd have a shot with FIFA. I'd need That'd to be a good play round it. table. I'd need to play it more though. Yeah, like dedicate my life to it. Yeah, play eight hours a day. Yeah, but I think I'd have a shot. Uh-huh. That'd okay. be a good round table discussion. Which that- game would you either think you have the best shot at, 
or would like to dedicate the time to... <laughs> that would, we could even do a show on that, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Keep it in the backlog. Okay. Three veteran Maxis developers have left the company to form a new studio called Jellygrade and make, quote, the kinds of games that they love. These are the folks that worked on uh, the Sims, some of the Sims games and SimCity. Um, I can see how when all you're doing is making those games for years, that would kind of wear on you. And you'd want to bust out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make geez. something that makes you happy. Um, and they're working on mobile games, which is probably smart. A lot of money to be made there. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's a, a lot of the gaming I've been doing this week has been mobile gaming. Just hey be- man, we're, when you when you're on the go, there's no other way to play. Yeah, or when you have a job that will allow you to do that late at night, like mm-hmm. I do, there's no other way to play. <laughs> Plus, you can take it on the pooper. You can take it on the pooper. Um, I've been so addicted to Tiny Wings. My my girlfriend's getting so mad at me. She's like, "I'm gonna throw your phone in a bucket of water or something." <laughs> Just ruin it so you can't yeah. play it anymore. And and what's your retort? I gotta I gotta fly. Well, through. I need to get gold on all levels. There you go. That reminds me of the... Did you watch the Francis Candy Crush Saga video? No, but that game's so fucking hard. Yeah, he... Uh, we'll watch the video during yeah, the break, we'll maybe. It. It's, a, it's a good one. All right. <laughs> For those listening, watch the Francis spends $380 on Candy Crush Saga video. It's really Ooh. good. We can, uh, in, in our break, I'll, I can put it up on the live stream. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Great idea. Okay. Uh, 19-year-old Alexander J. Veliki created a 25-hour Skyrim mod in an attempt to get a job at Bethesda. Uh, It took him 2,000 hours. The map is a third of the size of the original map that came with the game Skyrim. Crap. He employed 100 voice actors. Wow. Wow. And uh, the name of the mod, or I don't know if this is the name of the mod, but the name of the adventure is Falskar. With hmm. It's F, F as in Frank, A-L-S as in Sam, K-A-A-R. I don't like the name, but that's pretty impressive undertaking for a 19-year-old. That is absolutely impressive. Or any year old. You know what the really? comments in that said? That he just sucks. Re- he just recycled environments. Oh jeez! I was like, oh. For Why God don't you sake. make a twenty-five exactly. hour Skyrim mod? Exactly. And, I mean, that guy was probably just all just bonered up to get on there and shoot him down. Yeah. Because he was jealous. Yeah. And he'll never do that. No. no. Exactly. Two thousand hours. A hundred voice actors. That's you, no small. You know what that guy does with his two thousand hours? He plays Cod Blops too. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, oh boy. And Guitar Hero. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's. First of all, uh, good on him, and congratulations on that. And in my opinion, my limited opinion is is that's a really good move. He he mentioned how he didn't didn't bother going to college or you know doing any of that garbage. He just wanted to prove that he can make a game. And everything I read, and who knows who these people are that are saying this, is that that's the way to do it these days. Yeah, just to don't, sink time into a skill, Corey. Yeah, don't waste your time on the the schooling for making games and just prove that you can make a game yeah Corey, did you see the last comment in the chat uh no he said uh it's jacob he said not to bitch but your game is a little loud oh i didn't even realize it was coming through there we go um where was i oh so my last one 
uh, an officially licensed Firefly game is coming in 2014. This was announced at Comic-Con today, actually. Was it today? It was either today or yesterday. Uh, it will be a social, online role-playing game for iOS and Android. Mm. I looked up the developers. The only recognizable title I saw that they had done in the past was Puzzle Quest 2, which I really liked. But this seems like a much bigger under- undertaking than Puzzle Quest 2 was. Um, regardless of what it is, I think it'll be nice to return to that universe. Yeah, definitely. It's been it's been far too long, and we didn't see enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just curious, just briefly, what kind of game? I mean, obviously, it's social online role playing game is the pitch for it. But what do you guys want it to be? Dan, you're a, a fan, right? Yeah, I just don't want it to suck. Yeah, because that'll I I I won't diminish Firefly, but. Um, I think it'll bring down the ire of the Firefly fan community. Right. Uh, I don't know. Do you think I, that, uh, that that's one of those communities that ha- has really high standards for their love? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a pretty good chance they're not going to like it anyway. They'll find that, something. Probably. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It, that That's going to be a hard title to live up to. A hard I sell. think. Yeah. But you never know. I yeah. mean, they could rise to the occasion. I mean, you got to think: Has there ever been an officially licensed game that people are anticipating that came out, and everybody was like, "Yes, this is awesome"? No, not really. Uh, maybe The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think everybody thought that. Me. I mean, besides Eric. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was the only it was one critically acclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't play it, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm. I'm I kind of agree with that. That it's it's probably not going to be. I'm always great, I'm always afraid. I'm always afraid of the mobile stuff and the social stuff. It just those are bad words in my gaming vocabulary. Yeah. So, okay, but I have my fingers crossed that it's something good. We'll see. We'll see when the time comes. All right, thanks, Corey. Eric. What All you right, got for us? I've got uh, got a few here. We'll start with a couple of limited editions. Uh, Watchdogs being the first one. Um, it's going to be $130, and included with that, you're going to get the Steelbook case, a 9-inch statue of Aiden Pierce, uh, the main character, a Vigilante mask, the game's soundtrack, and an 80-page hardcover art book. 130 bucks for that. That's a doozy. I don't know. There's nothing in there that really screams 130 bucks to me. No, you have to be a collector to yeah. want to get that stuff. And in the same vein, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, same price. Basically the same stuff. You're going to get the 80-page the art book, the soundtrack. Um, instead of the mask, you'll get an embroidered flag. See, that I would like. Yeah, the flag would be cool. And then you'll get an 18-inch Captain Kenway statue, which is also cooler than... The yeah, the Pierce Aiden Pierce definitely. Cool. Well, pirates. Yeah, it's pirates. Yeah, he looks cool. He's hanging off a flag. I would hang the flag. I would put the flag in my in, my, in the front of my house That's... too. <laughs> I'd respect that, Dan. That'd be sick. And my next one, uh, WWE 2K14 pre-order bonus. The only reason I'm mentioning this is because it's my favorite wrestler of all time from when I used to watch wrestling. If you pre-order that game, you will be able to get the playable character of the ultimate warrior oh nice so that's cool i had the house to myself this weekend for a couple days and sadly i watched a little wwe raw just because i needed something for background while i was playing tiny wings (laughs) 30 year old man watching wwe raw and oh it's terrible it's not as good as literally acting 
Oh yeah, like it's just a soap opera. Yeah, for I guess men. Well, it's uh, one of our teachers always called that redneck soap opera. It, that's w- exactly what it is. Yeah, it's god awful. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, reports are out that the number of pre-orders for the next-gen consoles has doubled the previous generation of consoles. Really? Which is pretty awesome, mm-hmm. I guess, for, for gaming future. Yeah. With all the studios shutting it down and everything, you wonder what the hell's going on. I guess they're just being run the wrong way, but um, yeah. that's exciting news. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about either system. Right. Um, and my last one, Diablo 3 is officially headed to next-gen Sweet. in 2014. I wasn't going to get this, but uh, my cousin Jared, who lives with Corey, said that he wants to get it for PS3. Uh-huh. So I told him I would get it with him and play it. There you go. We'll see if it actually happens. Right. Later. But right. if I had people to play it with, it might be fun. Yeah. So. I think it's a game that would be better with a controller, too, than... Uh, Mouse. Yeah, clicky. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I've I've been saying it, but I think the way I want to play it is on the couch next to people. Yep, right. definitely. So that's okay. it for me. All right. Uh, let's get into our weeks. Eric, how's your week? Uh, good. I had a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, what was it? oh, last week I recommended that show Orange is the New Black uh-huh. for Netflix. And I'm on the last episode. I was trying to finish the last episode before I got here. And I have 20 minutes left. Uh-huh. But uh, still, highly recommended. I absolutely love it. Okay. It's fantastic. Um, what else? Eric. Uh, yes. I started watching it. What do you think? Uh, I'm about three episodes in. I really like it because it's it, you think it's going to be one thing and it's not. It c- sort of focuses on the quirky side of yeah. uh, all woman prison rather than like the seedy kind of yeah. scary stuff. There, I mean, there is enough of that in it too for people looking for that. I think it has a good mix of both. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But it, it toes that yeah, it, it toes that line perfectly, and it, it does. You never. You're never really stressed out watching it. It's more funny than anything. Yeah, you're exactly right. I have gotten a little bit stressed out in the last two episodes, but that's no, a good thing. That. No, it's good because, I mean, what, are you going to end the season or show? I don't know if they're going to make any more on a no note whatsoever. I mean, yeah. you got to do something. The thing that caught me off guard is, about that show is Jason Biggs. Oh yeah, Jason Biggs is in it. Yeah, he really? he plays the the main character is the the female that her name's Piper. She's in prison and he's her fiance. Mm, okay. So yeah, it's uh it's really good. I like it a lot. The character development's fantastic because, mm-hmm. like I said, it it flashes to why all of the characters that she meets are in prison, and it's really really cool. Okay. Um, nice. Yes. What else? I had my girlfriend's nephew staying at my house. He's three. He was there from Sunday until today, so that was interesting, having a three-year-old with us for uh-huh. a week almost. Uh, I told Dan he was really good other than trying to get him to eat, which was a humongous pain in the ass, and I've come to the realization that when I am a parent, I'm going to be a lot stricter than I thought I was going to yeah. be. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised because I thought I was going to be very easygoing as a parent. Yeah. And- I'm not as, going to be. As soon as you have your own kid, you're like, no, I've got, I've got to lay down the yeah, law. Yeah, because otherwise they're going to be out of control. She told me that his parents let him get away with anything. Uh-huh. And you could tell because we Skyped with him a couple times. Mm-hmm. And you could tell because as soon as he started talking to him, he started acting like a freaking lunatic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I it, she was surprised at how stern I was with him. And I was too. But that was interesting. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about, just because this is video game related, 
my girlfriend and I have decided that we're doing a weight loss challenge with each other. Huh? And she wanted to tie... We, we came up with a whole point system based on like eating a certain amount of vegetables, drinking water and whatnot. Um, but we came up with a point system. And she wanted to tie it in with like doing chores. Like if I got more points than her, she had to do laundry or something. But I, I was like, you know, I don't really... Laundry is the only thing I don't like doing. So I was like, let's tie it into something that I want to do it for. Right. So she came up with the idea that... Every two weeks, we're going to accumulate our points, and whoever loses has to give the other person $20 towards a fund of whatever they want to save up for. Oh, boy. So, for me, it's my PS4, uh-huh. obviously. So, nice. when she proposed the PS4 idea, I was like, oh, now it's on. we've got something to work towards <laughs> It's here. on. So, I'll be keeping you updated on that. But nice. uh, I told Dan, she'll probably beat me at the exercising because she's in much better shape than I am, but... I'm pretty. I got some willpower when it comes to eating healthy. Yeah. If I need to, so yeah. we'll see. I'm excited. Well, I, I, Eric told me about this earlier, and I, I said Eric never shies away from a competition. So. No. And I think she's underestimated me quite I a bit. Th- yeah, I think so. Because she told you. me that I have no chance of winning, mm-hmm. and I was like, Yeah, you, you shouldn't tell me that. Right. First of all, because that's that's going to make you try all that much. Exactly. Harder. So I'm looking forward to that. We're starting that Monday. Nice. Yes. Okay. I think that's all I wanted to. All right. Will, sure. what about you? Um. The other thing I wanted to bring up is on the iRuff mower at work, I listened to Ghost of the Ostrant all the way through yeah. on Dan's recommendation. Uh, we talked about that on the Company of Heroes episode. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, that was awesome. Doesn't it fill in a lot of the blanks that yeah. you that from Company of Heroes too? That's probably why you were playing it, right? Yeah, well, because I was listening through, and I, like, I, I watched in Company of Heroes how the Russians would shoot like their own soldiers, and I yeah. never really understood why. Then I listened, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes complete sense. Whenever they took a step backwards, yep, they, got they got shot, shot by their own people. Immediately. <laughs> I was just listening yeah. to it, and it was so interesting because, like, in school you learn about, like, the American side. Mm-hmm. Not as interesting as the Russian-German. No, I know. That was, that was brutal, to say the least. I had to listen to that. Like, it's really good. Really good. Like, the two things on the brutal side that caught me is how the Russians invaded a, a hospital mm-hmm. that the Germans took over, and they threw out all the hospital victims into the ice-cold snow and then dumped water on them and froze their bodies. <laughs> To use it to, to use it Jeez. for a road for a road. Oh my god! Yeah, for tanks. They would find like wounded people and then then jump water on them and then line it up so they could be dro- like driven on for. How uh, do you gotta do on. in times of war? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, because that's the kind of stuff that went on between them. Yeah, and it was just brutal because Hatred. they weren't involved in that like uh, that whatever the war. Um, oh yeah, the conduct. Like, yeah, was the a conduct or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember what they were called exactly. It started with but, an H. Yeah. But uh, the Soviet Union wasn't a part of that, and even Stalin said, like, we can pretend that we're a part of that, and Hitler never responded, so yeah. he continued the brutality of the yeah. war. Dang. But it was, it was awesome. I want... I told uh, Dad to listen to it, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's Dan great. Carlin's a genius, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He can tell a story. Yes, oh, my God. I could listen to him talk about, like, the shit he took earlier in the <laughs> yeah. day, and I'd be just enthralled in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'd be hanging on every word. Yeah. I'm with you. Was there corn in it? <laughs> well, let me tell you about the shit. <laughs> yeah, he's he's unbelievable. That was a good. Impression. That was a good impression. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, okay. But yeah, that was awesome. I'm probably gonna re-listen to it um, mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. But because uh, when you're on the IROF mower, like you zone out. Yeah. So I was, I'll just re-listen to it to fill in nice. some of the stuff I missed. But uh, that's what I do for eight hours a day. It's awesome. I, I loved every minute of it. And it wasn't over my head. Right. Because I learned the you know the background in school, so I knew a lot of the terms yeah. that they were yeah. going over. So at least that helped. Yeah. 
it's World War Two. It's fairly recent. Yep. But awesome. I recommend that to anybody who's interested in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on iTunes. Uh, it, it's in the it's in the music part, like spoken word music. Yeah. It's not in the podcast part. Yeah, because Cause yeah, it's, it's in his it's in his like archive. Yep. Um, I think it's like twelve bucks. Yeah, it's, it's four th- parts. three dollars each for four parts, but it's well worth it. And oh. you know, I, I listen to those over and over again too. So yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that was the only thing. All right, what about you, Corey? What do you got? I got a few. Uh, first to to bring it. I didn't get to talk about it last last week, but I just wanted to bring it down to a somber note and say rest in peace to Ryan Davis. Oh uh, yeah. Host of the Giant Bombcast, um, a lot. How do I want to say it? A lot has come out in the past week. Um, people pouring out their appreciation and everything, and I just wanted to express mine. And you know, Will to a certain extent, he used to listen. Um, yeah, rest in peace. I won't belabor the point, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a def- definitely a huge loss. He was one of the one of the smartest and funniest guys in gaming by far, mm-hmm. and he will certainly be missed. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, I went to my first Magic the Gathering tournament on <laughs> July seventh. I've been wanting to ask you about this so bad, but I knew you would talk about it on the podcast, so I didn't. I didn't bother. It was so much fun. Oh, nice! I, <laughs> I loved every second of it. We it didn't start till midnight, um, so I was hanging out with Jared, my roommate, who I went with, and sort of cat- catalyzed the whole the whole process. Um, we had a cup of coffee before we left because I was like, man, I don't stay up much past midnight these days, no matter what I'm doing. And uh, didn't get home until 5.30 a.m. Wow. The sun was coming up. Yeah, you texted me. Did you have to I work? Text- no. It was a Friday night. Oh, I forgot. My, my job's not normal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was, so, I, like, I, having gotten, gotten no sleep, I was out of commission all day on Saturday, which kind of worked out because my girlfriend had a bunch of her friends over, and they all went out Saturday night, and I'm like, I can't. I'm not going to make it. Uh-huh. And uh, I went to bed and, and woke up Sunday feeling like a million bucks. Nice. Um, but it was definitely a lot of fun. If, you're into, if you play Magic at all, I, I really recommend it. I played some guys that you could tell knew every little bit about Magic, and I beat them. Um, I went 2-2. Two and two. My first match, I was lucky I played a girl who had very little knowledge about magic she apparently she had just started playing uh-huh. um like a month before the tournament started and i beat her pretty handily uh and then i got schooled in in a match and then i schooled somebody in a match and then i got schooled in a match so if you go two and two you get uh two booster packs two free booster packs oh so wow that's great I got, yeah i got essentially six six or eight Six booster packs for twenty five bucks, which is a pretty good, pretty good deal. Nice. Yeah. Did you add anything of the, any of those no. to your deck? I'm sorry, eight booster packs for for twenty five bucks. No, because what we want to do is um we want to keep them like this. Me and my friends that I play with, uh-huh. so that when we play, we can only play with. It's like playing sealed deck all over again. Oh. So just build the deck with the cards that you have. Oh, that's cool. Um, rather than building stra- strategic decks. Yeah, it's a lot more fun because uh, everybody kind of enters the tournament on the same level playing field granted you know people who know a lot about magic will know how to build a better deck but at the same time there's that big element of luck because you never know what cards you're going to get right right but i got my first planeswalker in one of those sealed decks which is cool um it will it was that jace one i think you have that one. Oh yeah the water dude yeah 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 so i finished the bioshock book uh-huh and it inspired me to play more Bioshock. Dan, I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Um, 
And other than that, what did I want to talk about? I've just been playing a ton of games. Uh, the Steam sale was this past week. I guess I won't run down the list of games that I bought because we're talking about maybe just doing a an episode, a Steam recap episode. Yeah, because I think we all we all bought quite a few games. Even even Eric bought four or five games oh, probably. Bought, yeah, at least five. Yeah. So we'll 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 do, we'll we'll do a recap when the sale's officially over. That's why I wasn't sure if you wanted me to talk about Rogue Legacy tonight. Oh, because uh, it was part of the Steam sale. That's right. Uh, we'll we'll decide during one yeah, of the breaks. Maybe. I probably won't. Okay. Just I'd rather wait. Okay. And the last good. thing I wanted to say is that I had an anniversary on the seventeenth. Oh hey. For what? My six-year anniversary as a member of Steam. Oh really? Oh wow! That yeah. long? That's pretty. I didn't good. even realize. Do you, do you remember? Do you know what your first game was? Yep, I bought it at Walmart. It was this game called The Ship. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know why I did it. It was 2007. It was July 2007. I remember picking it up and saying to myself, "This looks different," and I probably played it for an hour, and that was it. Okay. Are you going to go uh, back to it? No, it's terrible. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently, I looked it up. I was like, well, that's got to be pretty early in Steam's lifespan. Um, 2007 was the year Steam commu- the Steam community started. Um, but Steam as a platform launched in 2003. Yeah, I was going to say, it was quite a bit earlier than I even I thought that they did. Yeah. 2003, that's a, that's a good long while ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. I should look up and see when, when mine. I think it was like 2009 or 2010 was my first experience with steam but okay anything else Corey? nope all right uh i'll go last i've got a weigh-in to do uh i had been off my diet for probably a week and a half or two weeks uh so i weighed myself monday and i weighed 236.8 which is about eight pounds heavier than i had been at my lowest point before um, before I went off the diet, uh, today I weighed myself and I was 232.6. So I'd already lost, uh, over four pounds in just four days. So Dang. I didn't put on nearly as much weight. I thought I'd be over 240. So no, I was when I happy. saw you at work today, Dan, I thought you were looking pretty good. Well, a lot of it was, Wink. thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. A lot of it was, uh, bloating from all the carbs and salt. Um, once you stop eating all the carbs and salt, your bloating goes down really fast. So that's so true, and you um, feel it too. Yeah, I, I felt all paunchy and and sickly. Um, so you know, getting back to the low carbs was was really good. Um, and you know, like I said, I lost four pounds immediately. So I had a cheat day today, but I won't again until next week, if next week, because I just always feel so crappy when I eat bad food. I had Taco Bell for lunch and pizza for dinner, so I'm not feeling great right now. Yeah. T-Bell will fuck you right over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, the Steam Summer Sale is still going strong. Um, I keep hoping that they don't have any more games that I want to buy. Say that every day. Deep down inside. But at the same time, I I will buy games that I think are good good prices. Yeah, I buy games I already own for I, other platforms. Right. I told Dan, I'm, I've even bought a couple of games that I'm not sure will run on my computer just for when I do get a new computer. Right, for the future. Yeah, good well, that, well, that's a lot of the games that I'm buying too, because you never know years down the road what what your situation is going to be. Right. Or, you know, you might you may have a time where you we're not going to buy any PS4 games for a while, so right. I'll just go back and visit my <laughs> you Steam mean library after launch. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because there's you know a couple right. games coming out at launch, and then not nothing for like three months or whatever, two months. 
Is so. there anything uh, you guys are waiting to go on sale to buy? Any game you got your eye on? Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, yeah? Yes. That's a good one. I don't think it will go on sale. Uh, Amazon, or was it, it might have been Gamefly, had it for 8 bucks for Origin. Uh, but I just couldn't buy it for Origin. If it had been for Steam, I would have bought it, but... Gamefly's got some sweet deals. Yeah, I, I've been paying attention, but I don't think I don't think it's going to go on sale on Steam. Amazon has some good deals too. Yeah, um, they do. I remember reading. I, I read the Money Saver on Kotaku. Yeah, it's a, a great column. I, I recommend it if you're looking to save some money on games. But uh, some of the comments are people, where people saying that this might be the first year that people will be disappointed in the Steam sales, just because of um, all the sales that Amazon has been digital sales. Amazon and Gamefly and you know, Green Man Gaming and all the services now have these good deals on digital games. Yeah. Um, and I, I can kind of see that, like I said, following the money saver is, he'll say, like, it's this amount of money on Steam, but Amazon had it last week for yeah. they five do, bucks cheaper. They do good comparisons on there, very yeah. good comparisons. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then the only f- other thing I had is we're, we're behind a lot on our website stuff, uh, <laughs> but we will get caught up. We None of us have had any time, really, to... to keep it keep it updated right so i've spent all my free time playing terraria yeah i spent all my i don't have free time and this free time i do have i usually spend sleeping it's been it's been so hot i go to bed at like 6 p.m yeah i just get home and crash hotter than hell so not that i mind i like the heat but i only like it i only like it when i'm in a swimming pool yep i'd rather it be cold personally (laughs) me too actually i'm not i'm not a cold i find it's i can just i can make myself warm Right. It's harder to make myself cool. Okay. That's exactly that. what I say. That's why you were season ticket holder for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I, you don't know, can, you Dan, could, I don't know if any reason's good enough to well, describe you could why keep I keep that warm. to myself. You could keep yourself warm at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard there. I'll, it's I'll very admit. hard. It's very cold up there. But anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We actually have music this week, too. Um, the music is from – it's a demo, right, Corey? Yeah, it's Dem- just, uh, which means they uh, recorded a live performance and then recorded, I, I believe, the voice over it. Okay. Um, it's from the band Out of Gas, and the first song you're going to be hearing is the song Tangled Up. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back right after that. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 104 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our main segment, which we will be talking about Dynasty Warriors 8. So, Will, tell us about Dynasty Warriors 8. 
Well, nice. What's up? First, explain your shipping situation. Okay. We should get into that a little bit first. That was very frustrating. So I got um, Dynasty Warriors 8, and I got the release day delivery because I knew that that was a possible idea for the episode this week, and I wanted to have as much time playing it as possible. So I got the release day shipping um, and delivery on it, and that was about 12 bucks, extra bucks. So I was paying like 72 like 80 something for it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get it the day it comes out. Nope. Um, I checked outside repeatedly on Tuesday. Uh, I had not come, and I checked my estimated delivery date. It still said the 16th, so I was like, huh, that's weird. So maybe maybe it'll be coming a little bit later. Maybe the UPS guy, you know, there's a problem. Um, so I kept waiting and waiting. It was like 4 or 5, so I went up onto my computer to check it, and they said that uh, it'd be coming Thursday. So Today? Like, yeah. So I was like, oh, thanks, Amazon. I just gave you 12 extra bucks to for you guys not to get my game to me, which is it's UPS's fault, too. But um, Oh, is it? Probably. They didn't ship it fast enough. But I did check in my email this morning. I saw I got a refund from Amazon. I was, oh. like, I was like, wait, this well, is awesome. For and the then, 12 bucks? No, it was for 86 cents. What? Well, well, then that's not awesome. I was just like, I was like, I don't even want to call them and deal with this. Yeah, I don't blame you. Fuck that. I would have. Well, Eric, uh, Eric had to talk to Amazon customer support. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, you probably don't <laughs> yeah. want to bother. That's the exact reason. I was just like, it's not even worth it. It's <laughs> just a good ma- point. Maybe, maybe actually, send them an email. I could that. No, it's actually really easy, Will. You just go into your account, and you can live chat with them. And just act pissed off, and they'll refund you. And it's really easy. Oh, holy crap. You don't even have to talk to anybody. Is it too late to do that? No. No. I mean, you just got it today. Yeah. All right, maybe I will. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I would. So that was really frustrating. I was actually really looking forward to it, because... Um, I heard good things about it, mm-hmm. and I saw Destructoid gave it a nine. Yeah, IGN gave it a real high mark too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the other the the smaller websites that are giving it high uh, high scores. It's giving it really low scores. I'm kind of surprised by that, but mm-hmm. but yeah, the the website that I trust, which is Destructoid, gave it a nine. Yeah. So into the game, Dynasty Warriors Eight is a hack and slash game, and it's the eighth game in the Dynasty Warriors franchise. It's developed by Omega Force and published by Koei. Uh, the story is about the Chinese writer. I'm gonna have a really hard time with all yeah. these names. Yeah, Lu Guanzhang Zhuang, historical novel, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. So it's just about the the you know China during the I don't know like 190 AD to like 200 and something AD. Do, um, do you know what dynasty? It, do you remember what dynasty? Han Dynasty. Han Dynasty. It was the that's when everything started until it it uh sectioned off into the three kingdoms okay um the game features 77 characters from uh the dynasty shu which is the green dynasty um wu which is the red dynasty wei which is the blue dynasty and the jin which is the newest dynasty got added in seven they're light blue and it also has the other faction so that's all the miscellaneous like characters that Mm -hmm. they put in the game that were important in some way in the you know historical and in the, the novel um a few of the new characters were very much needed. Um, there was a general under the way who was one of the leader's main generals who has not been put into the game up until this point, and he was just added. So that was a really good character. So yeah, some of the new characters that added were much needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are three main modes into the game, the first being the story mode. Um, the story mode in Dynasty Warriors 8 is different from the one in Dynasty Warriors 7 and past ones. Um, so you pick one of the four kingdoms you want to play through. So when I started it up, I picked my favorite one, which is Shu. Um, Why is that your favorite? It's the easiest to pronounce. <laughs> That'd be Wu. Uh, yeah, W-U. Ooh, he's got you, Corey. But uh, I, I, like, uh, I like the ruler. 
he's more of a nice guy. Okay. And I like a lot of my favorite generals are under there too. So I didn't realize it was based on the Romance of the Three Kingdoms because there there was some old Super Nintendo RPGs that Called were Romance, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't know it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's all about that. Because um, I, I played a past Dynasty Warriors game, but I mean I just played it for three. We was, own was, we own three. I played three religiously. That okay. was that's my favorite one still to this date. Okay, Dynasty that's Warriors the one there. I played a lot, and I just just remember killing lots of people. I don't remember oh, yeah. what happened in the story or anything. So. Yeah, I mean I can get I'll get into a little bit of that, okay. but um, yeah. So basically, you pick one of the the four you know major uh, dynasties. The uh, Jin Dynasty came much later into the story. Um. That's who broke off of way after, you know, the main Romance of the Three Kingdoms stuff. Um, so, you play, you play from the beginning of the kingdom, how it started, and that started with the, I don't know, remember if, I don't know if you guys remember any of this, the Yellow Turban Rebellion, you remember any yes. of that? Yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that from Dynasty Warriors 3. Yeah, so, so, it starts, like, out right around then, and the leader of the Shu Dynasty is Leo Bei. He's, like, this really, like, uh, virtuous guy who just wants to help the people because they are getting, you know getting the bad end of the deal so um basically you play through from how it starts to basically the ending of the dynasty the ending for the shoe and the campaign which i beat the shoe dynasty campaign and there's i gotta do the other three mm-hmm. and that's the battle of the wuzang planks and that's where uh it's right after leo bay died and then they have to take the you know the strategist guy that had the fan yeah yeah it's where he ends up dying and that's with the, the monocle yeah Really? Yeah, Zhu Zhu Galeon or whatever his name is. These names oh. are the, be the so names are hard. sounding familiar though. Surprisingly, sounds French. I was hoping you guys would recognize them. I, so you, I do remember some of the I names. I don't sound like a blithering idiot. No, it sounds familiar. <laughs> but Zhu Galeon. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> but anyway, that's where that's where the last battle was, and I just beat that at like four today. Mm-hmm. So I ended up playing through the main shoe story. Um, so. So each battle that you play through, you can choose between three or four different characters. Um, before, like in Dynasty Warriors three, there is called the Muso mode, and that's like that was the story. You choose a fighter, and you go through like their main events that they're in and the mm-hmm. fights. But in this one, they have a story, so you just play as the dynasty as a whole. In the important generals that you know did something in the battle, you choose between three or four of them, and then you you know whichever one you liked the most, whichever you know character like had the best weapons, so you just choose that one. So that's how the story is. Um, in Dynasty Warriors 3, there was only one character that you could play as for each mission, so it, was, it kind of sucked for that, yeah. because it wasn't much fun, because if you didn't like the general, you got stuck with him. Or I felt like in that game, if you were, if you picked a character that wasn't in the right area of the map, like, you weren't that helpful. Exactly, you'd have to travel really far. Yeah, you'd have to travel really far to really uh, affect the outcome of the battle. Especially in the beginning of the game, because you don't have horses that you can start out on. Because when you get a horse, like, you can just sprint past everything and then get to the area they need to be because the problem is you can't really trust your ai teammates because they always mess something up they always like get killed and it's it's frustrating so you have you have to be like everywhere at once which is kind of fun sometimes Mm -hmm. so that's the story um i just started the woo which is red when like i did their first battle before i got here so that's how story is um basically you know let's how the story's been for the past games, you know? Right. They're just the three kingdoms duking it out and betraying each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this the, This was actual, like, history, which I yeah. didn't know that until that's cool. until recently. When, it when, makes it more interesting to me. It does. That that's, that's what fascinates me. And I was actually playing it in front of my parents, and I said, this is the game that uh, 
uh, got pinned for blaming with the shooters. Oh, yeah. And my mom goes, wait, he has a sword. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no connection there whatsoever. <laughs> it's like ancient fighting. Yeah. But uh, whatever they can pin it on, I guess. Yeah. And they will. Yeah, they did. There's they not get even, a chance. There's not even blood in the game. The guys <laughs> just fall down and disappear. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's true. There's like that. there's like no gore. There's no, no at killing all. fields. You're just swinging your sword and get their health down. They just disappear. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, the next mode in the game is called free mode, and this was taken out of Dynasty Warriors Seven. I have no idea why it was, but um, basically, free mode is where you can pick any historic battle, and you could choose the faction of the battle for like I already said this one, but like the Battle of Wuzang Plains. Um, you that's choose sounds familiar too. Yeah, that's that was the like the big battle between the green and blue guys, mm-hmm. Shu and Wei. So, basically, you pick the battle of Wuzang Plains, and you choose if you want to be in Shu or Wei, and you fight from their perspective. So, basically, you choose whatever fighter you want. Um, it doesn't even have to be on that faction, because it's free mode, so you can choose somebody from a completely different faction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's... And and you get, like, uh, unlocks when you're playing through that. Like, you get weapons and stuff like that, and you can, like, raise your skills and the mm-hmm. level of your general and stuff like that. So I was really glad that that was back. I was really mad that they took that out of 7. And it made uh, the replay value of 7 not very much. Right. So As it, compared to yeah, 8. Yeah, as to 8, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the next thing is Ambition Mode, which I didn't play any of. So this is all just from what I've read. But the impression that I got from reading about it online is you're creating your base, and like a base or a kingdom, and you're trying to get the emperor to visit. So basically what you got to do is you got to do uh, different types of battles, and one of them is called a skirmish battle. And uh, that's where you collect materials to, like, construct buildings and upgrade buildings. Um, the next one is raid battles, uh, which increase the fame of your, of your like, area that you're trying to build up. Mm-hmm. And the uh, next one is large-scale battles, which helps you recruit uh, the warriors in the game, like the different generals, to, like, come and, you know, stay in your, your kingdom and aid you in battle. Um, so the player only starts out with, like, a weapon shop, and you can expand your town gradually as it becomes more populated. So that stuff, you know, that's another mode that's kind of interesting that I, I can't wait to play mm-hmm. and build up. Um, so basically about the fighting, the morale bar is back, and that okay. was the top thing on the top right corner or something yep. like that, at the very top. And it has the blue, which is your team's morale, and the red, which is the enemy's morale, and it goes back and forth depending on how you're doing in the battle. That was taken out of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, they put it re, just put it back in. A lot of stuff in seven was stripped out. That's weird. Yeah, it was it was a weirder game, and I didn't like it as much because of that. Because they took a lot of that stuff out. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. And Dynasty Warriors isn't broke. And battlefield morale is an important thing. It plays a huge morale is important in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it plays a huge part. If my team's losing morale, my generals get hosed. Yeah. So basically, um, it's key to have a good morale. Mm-hmm. And that, that, you know, the morale increases back and forth, like how you're doing in battle. Like, if you're killing off the the enemy, your morale will go up, and theirs will be depleted. Yeah. And if you launch, like, surprise attacks and stuff like that, like, their warriors and stuff will be disheartened. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The fighting system, I mean, it still remains the same. You press X and A and Y. Button mashing. Pretty much, repeatedly. And making combos and stuff. Exactly. Um, but there's some new mechanics added in. Um... For example, there is a a counterattack system, and when you're dodging an attack, you press a button, and it'll like you'll sidestep it, 
And then you'll like, for example, if you have a spear, you'll stick the spear into them, and then you like you'll lift them up and slam them on the ground. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like a way like to deflect uh, general attacks when they're coming after you because the generals are more powerful than like the regular like soldiers. Yeah. So that's how you avoid um, like heavier attacks and you can do more damage. I don't know how to do any of this yet. I'm still learning the game. Mm-hmm. How many hours did you play? I got it at like eleven and played until five. Okay, it's like six hours. A good amount, yeah. For and that's just for one kingdom right so um so there's that uh there is the rage bar or the rage awakening is what it's called but uh this was in dynasty warriors 4 i believe where you fill up your rage bar and then you press in the right thumbstick on the xbox controller and your guy like turns looks like super saiyan from dragon ball z Mm -hmm. and you press the. (laughs) i remember this you remember (laughs) that Mm -hmm. yeah you're like insanely powerful in your muso bar um, the like the muso is separated into three sections in this one, so that like goes away and it's one big bar. And you when you're in rage mode and you press B to use your muso and it's just one like strong long attack and you keep doing damage and you keep killing more guys. Like mm-hmm. I got a two thousand hit combo. Oh wow! Nice. With it. So uh, it's pretty pretty deadly. Kills everything really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so but actually, will right now I'm playing the Dynasty Warriors eight all female muso attacks video are you yeah nice they're pretty uh pretty insane yeah they are pretty insane the musos are so much fun to to get um but uh anyway so um the last one is called storm rush i still don't know how this one works at all um it's a multi-hitting attack that initiates when your affinity is higher than your enemy general that you're fighting so i think that's when your there's apparently like a blue bar and as your the blue bar depletes, that means your infinity is better than the enemy general. And when it hits zero, you do this attack that is a multi-hit attack that you do like a twenty-hit chain mm-hmm. on them. So that does a ton of damage to the to your enemies and wipes them out pretty quickly. Um, let's see what else. Um, the weapon system from Dynasty Warriors Seven returns, which is one of the things I did like from it. You can carry two weapons, and you switch back and forth between them. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, like, you're not stuck with the same weapon. Yeah. Um, and every character has their own, like, EX weapon, which means it's, like, their weapon they their, use. Like, their weapon of choice. Yeah, like, the weapon they use. And, like, I don't know if it was in history, but, like, their most powerful weapon. And each character has a different one. So, um, and each, like, they're all pretty power, Like, the most powerful weapon in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see, where am I? And then there's a secondary weapon that you can switch back and forth, and it's just any weapon that you want. Like, if you're using a spear guy, you can, like, use a sword. So you, there's, you know, different types of, you know, weapon combos you can do. Like, when you're switching, you can do a different combo and stuff like that. Is, and, is there ranged weapons? Like, bows? Yeah, there's bows and mm-hmm. stuff. There's, like, a gun-type thing. It's kind of weird. Like, it's a battle cannon. Oh, okay. One of the weird, weirdest characters in the game has it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting. Nice. Isn't that what the uh, Turks have in Age of Empires? Like something like that? No, it's like I would try to pronounce the guy's name, but I don't even know how to begin to pronounce it. It starts with a G. A Gary. It's like what? oh no, it's Gregory. <laughs> Gregory, it's it's like Gao Hai Hai or something like that. I don't even. That's the names I always struggle with. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, yeah, each character has their own weapon. And so far from what I can tell, I've only done one dynasty. So I've only used, like, the shoot characters, really. But there are no clones in the game, which everybody complains about the clones being in fighting games. Yeah. But so far, I have not found a clone. That's good. Of each other. 
So I don't know as I play more of the different dynasties and different characters if there will be, but um, so far, none. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, so each weapon now has an affinity, and it's one of these three elements, heaven, earth, or man, and this is like a rock, paper, scissors type relationship. Um, the heaven infinity is effective against the man infinity. The man infinity is good against the earth infinity, and then the earth infinity is good against the heaven affinity. So basically, if this weapon is has the heaven affinity and it goes to attack like the man one, the weapon will do I think a little bit more damage and it will like make the general flinch after an attack because like when they get hit they'll like fall back and stuff like that. But if you're attacking somebody with an earth affinity, they it won't do as much damage and they won't flinch. So they'll just be getting hit and they can still attack you while they're getting hit. Mm -hmm. So that can you have to switch weapons uh, when that happens. So, to be able to, you know, effectively, especially in the harder difficulties, like yeah. I'm only doing it on normal, but if you're doing it on chaos difficulty, you'd be doing, uh, you'd be getting your butt kicked. Mm -hmm. So, you gotta, you gotta, you know, mix and match the type of weapons and, you know, the different affinities and stuff like that. So, it adds for more complexity to a combat that can be stale. Right. Right. To it. Okay. Um, but so far, I really like Dynasty Warriors 8. It's probably. My second favorite one, because I still have a special spot for Dynasty Warriors 3. The nostalgia factor. Exactly. Like, I bought it at uh, Sound Go Round and broke out the old Xbox and played it, and I had so much fun with it. It was, it was harder, but, like, it was mm -hmm. it was a ton of fun. So, I mean, Dynasty Warriors 8, I think, is probably the second best one, in my opinion, that i played. And i played all of them but, like, 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. so, but I'm loving loving it right now. I'm how really how are the it. graphics? They're pretty good. Are they? Yeah, they're cartoony, but uh, not bad for... Dynasty Warriors game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to borrow it when you're, you've are you sufficed your need for it. I was going to buy it if they had done a PC release. I would have bought it. That's not it. one I would buy, but I, I like it enough to play it. Right. Actually, if that comes to the red box before you're oh, there you go. ready, I might get it. There you go, yeah. Because we could play together, too. Oh, that'd be fun. In free, yeah. in free, you can do co-op campaign, and then in free mode you can do online campaign. Nice. I always um, had a blast playing Dynasty Warriors down in Jared's basement. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun games. That was a fun game. My only complaint with it so far is when there's a lot going on in a different area, or in the area that you're in, the it'll lag. Oh, and really? sometimes it's unbearable, but I installed it to my hard drive. It's a lot better. Mm -hmm. And you're playing on 360? Yeah. I have read that that issue is not on the PS3. Mm. That is stupid. Um, but yes, apparently some people are having some huge issues with the 360 version, which which is unfortunate. Yeah, honestly, like before, I installed it to my hard drive and it did get better, but it like it was unbearable because it'd be like like this, like you'd just be swinging and you would be going so slow, and then it, it, it's bad, and it's unfortunate because yeah. there's this one battle. You might remember it's the one of, of Chibi where all the, the ships are together and you do mm. the, the wind attack and then you burn the ships. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Th when the ships are on fire, like, it was it was trudging along. It was mm -hmm. bad. I wanted to get done with that. It was one of my favorite battles, but I just wanted to get done with it because it was it was brutal playing through oh, it. Oh, I remember that battle, too. Yeah. I'm surprised of how much I remember about yeah. that game. Yeah, there That's you go. Weird. It was really fun. The names and stuff. I don't remember the names, but I do remember that battle. It's coming back. That to was me. a bitch. You remember the name Lubu? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do too. Lubu. Lubu was tough. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, I tried fighting was him. Was he green? No, he was uh, another general. Mm. He was the one at the, the Hulao Gate mission where you're trying to go kill the traitor to God. the Han Dynasty. Hulao Gate. 
Yeah, and he... Lou Boo. Yeah. Yep. Lou Boo. <laughs> Lou Boo. Okay. Fucking Lou Boo. Yeah. So some issues with the 360 version, huh? Yeah, which, sucks. Is, which is kind of unfortunate, because like I said, it's a really good game. Destructoid, we're talking about it. I don't know if we said it on here, but Destructoid gave it a 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and IGN gave it like an 87. 8.7. Um, and some of the other reviews I saw on Metacritic are like like 50, and those aren't... I don't buy that yeah, one at all. Not... It's I mean, it's not exactly a 9. For once, I'm saying IGN's probably the closest. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Hot damn. The, uh, in doing some research so I could have some conversations with you about it, it, the consensus seems to be that it is the the best game in the series. Yeah. I um, can, from I, what I've read from reputable sources, anyway. Uh, it's sitting at a 72 on Metacritic right now. Too low. And and people, people seem to say, like, if you like Dynasty Warriors, this is might be the best one and you'll love it mm-hmm. yeah if, if you don't really like dynasty warriors it's more of the same so yeah right you know maybe you'll this is the one you want to give it a shot with but mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of the same um i did read that it answered a lot of the criticisms that fans have had of the series in the yeah. past which uh you sort of mentioned will with the lots more weapons and stuff yeah the different weapons um, and different like the affinities with the weapons a lot, and stuff. A lot of different stuff from from seven it seems. Yeah, and one of the complaints people had from Seven was that a lot of the characters were clones of other characters in the game. Yep. And there's there's none of that in this game. Yeah, like I said, I have not run into a clone, and I've played probably Shu has the most characters at like maybe fifteen to twenty. I don't really know. They have a lot well, though. Yeah, apparently there's over seventy playable characters. Seventy seven. And no clones. Yeah, that's impressive. Dang. What about, uh, I read that it's faster paced. Will, would you agree with that? Yeah, when it's not lagging, it's extremely fast paced. <laughs> um, it evens out. Yeah, it does even out, but when you're... I shouldn't say that it lags all the time, because it doesn't, but um, it's pretty fast paced. And on the harder difficulties, like it'll, it's going to be really, really hard to compete. Especially with the really powerful characters, like Lu Bu. Like, I don't know how you could take him on, because like, the game's quick. Like um, It's really refined. It's the most refined Dynasty Warriors game. If three wasn't so nostalgic to me, I'd say eight's my favorite that I've played so far. But can you get? I remember, seem to remember there being bodyguards in Dynasty Warriors three. There were bodyguards. I don't know if they're in this one. You could, you could, as a, an ability, get like two bodyguards. Yeah, you could get like eight. Was it eight? Yeah, yeah I think you're right. It was a really high number. Um, in this one, I'm not sure because there's like. And you could equip them with stuff. Yeah, did you, I? Yeah, different. Uh, Three different, like a pike, a spear, um, a sword, crossbow. crossbow. Okay. Which I did, so they wouldn't die. But um. Yeah, so they don't get <laughs> into, the the, into the fray. But um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, there's like I think there's like either fifty or ninety nine levels for a general. So I'm all, like the highest one I have right now is like twenty six maybe mm-hmm. so like i'm not even to the highest level so like you might still get bodyguards i think that you get animals i saw achievements with animals involved mm-hmm. so there's that nice yeah so so far the, so um oops Go sorry ahead. i got music playing again um the highlight i read of the game the biggest feature or the most interesting feature was the ambition mode but you said you hadn't played that at all i had not i uh I don't even know why I didn't. I want, I like because my friend uh, Johnny ended up getting it, and he got it on Tuesday. That that jerk and was taunting <laughs> me with it, and he was telling me a little bit about ambition mode. And it sounded so cool, and I I wanted to really play it for this, but like I got pretty uh, 
I got pretty into the, the doing the story the for, campaign for sure. Lou Boo got you. Wait, when? I, I actually ran away from him. I couldn't kill him. Well, I couldn't kill him. I didn't want to die. I, I always remember him being a bastard to fight. Yeah, because he has so much health and he does so much damage. Yeah. Come on. But uh, yeah, um, ambition mode. Yeah, I, I'm gonna definitely do it. Um, probably I might. I'm gonna play tomorrow. Definitely. So this is a game that I'm gonna be playing a lot of. You'll have a report for next week on ambition mode. Oh yeah. I'm going to be playing a lot of the Dynasty Warriors 8. If you had gotten it on Tuesday like you were supposed to, it wouldn't have been a problem. Exactly. I would have been able to do that. I would be able to play through every mode. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they have um, the encyclopedia of, like, everything and the galleries and stuff that, you know, more side stuff that's not that important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's there if you want to check it out. Okay. I'm actually jealous of this game. I really, hearing about it. And and just you know reading up a, a little bit about it, I really did want to play it. I, if, if it had come out for PC, I would have bought it. But I don't know why they yeah. won't. Yeah. But it's really solid. I'm really happy with it. Like I said, last year's version was stripped down and not as much fun. Um, I got bored of it pretty quickly. But this one, this one's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Hilliard from Game Informer said that the voice acting is terrible. <laughs> that? uh, that's in that, normal in the, the cutscenes yeah, every shocked. character is posing looks like they're posing for an action shot <laughs> yeah but that's that's dynasty warrior standard i think right yeah that just sounds like a japanese thing to right me. yeah um, it's supposed to be like that i think the first thing on that is the voice acting there was one character that i thought was voice acted really well there's this one general his name's zhao yun for shu um he's the one that was on the cover for a couple of the games and he's got the spear um, he's one of the most important generals on that one, but his voice acting is just downright horrible. If you get a YouTube video of it and play it, it's like, it's bad. Yeah. Unwatchable. Yeah, I, I like chuckle at it. But, <laughs> but some of the characters aren't bad uh, with that. I'm trying to think of one that I thought was pretty good. I'm going to go back and play it and report on which ones I thought, you know, weren't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But posing for an action shot, I mean, they're all pretty much Japanese, like model type characters they all look like pretty boys besides like a few of them who look I like... mean we we say Japanese but this was made by a Japanese developer right yeah yeah omega it's... omega force oh chinese Ancient history China. okay yeah it's like a chinese japanese they look like you know model models they yeah. all have like the hair like perfect skin perfect skin perfect yeah. hair <laughs> perfect skin flowy, tone flowy hair okay so um, sexy yeah like young Young, young, like sexy young, sexy generals. Yes, big eyes much. and great hairlines. Exactly. That's that's what they go for. So yeah, they look like they're posing for an action shot. Nice. That's perfect how you put that. But that's part of the. I mean, it's part of the camp of the game. It's you part know. of the allure, right? Yeah. It's like some of the voice acting you just chuckle at. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, <laughs> it's really good though so far. I mean, the voice acting didn't bother me because. I mean, Dynasty Warriors. You were prepared like, for it. Yeah, the voice acting in three was horrible. Yeah, I remember. I that. remember putting the Japanese on with English subtitles. Oh, that would probably make it times. better. Yeah, it's just hard because like I like English. Yeah, <laughs> I just like, like weird. I like hearing my English. Yeah, English is easy. <laughs> easy to understand. Americans even easier. <laughs> sure okay. is. Anything else? Yeah, Dynasty Warriors. No, you got anything else, Corey? Uh, no, that's it. Um. The same review mentioned that he doesn't feel like the the difference in characters comes from the characters themselves, but that it comes from their weapons. I don't know if you agree with that. He said 
I'll read the exact quote. Uh, With the exception of heavy set soldiers versus smaller ones, they don't move or feel different. The re- weapons are what define the combat style. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, okay. Like I said, I haven't played with very many uh, heavy generals. I like to play with the same style, the quicker. They use um, like swords and spears, but uh, yeah, I mean, the weapons are pretty much what defies, defines the game. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Will. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. The song you're going to be hearing during the break is All the While by the band Out of Gas. So we'll be right back right after that. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 104 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Now, normally during this segment, we would be doing feedback and roundtable, but we're, we decided to do a little switcheroo. I think we're going to start doing what we played this week after our main segment while we still have lots of energy. Um, and actually want to talk about the games and we've a- been playing. <laughs> and actually want to talk about the games that, that we've been playing. Because uh, it's, it's, it's a lot easier for us to respond to um, someone else's... Uh, round table or thought you know later on when we're when we're you know tired or drunk or whatever it happens to be whatever that may be <laughs> right so so we're gonna use this opportunity to talk about the games we play while we still have um energy stamina at this point um so uh i still got lots of stamina do you how I, are you guys I'm, doing i'm i'm pretty I'm all beat. right for right now i was pretty beat but now i'm good i should have caffeinated but well, yeah you were time. out in the heat today dan it's easy to be beat yeah, it was brutal. And I didn't take a nap like I usually oh. do. Uh, but anyway, let's get into what we played. Uh, do we want to start with Terraria, Corey? I don't care. Uh, we'll start with you, and you could get started with Terraria. I'll chip in a little bit because I played a little bit of Terraria too. So I cannot stop playing Terraria. Right. Terraria, however you want to pronounce it. I Actually, I played it a long time ago when it first came out, and it was just one of those things that I was like, eh, whatever. Um I don't think I devoted enough time to it to actually figure it out, mm-hmm. but I I literally cannot stop playing it. I bought it on, on I think it was Monday, right? Yeah, it was two two fifty or two twenty four or something like that. Yeah, and I bought the four pack intending to give to um uh to to Eric and Will and Dan already had it. I bought I it. I, I bought it when I saw, saw you buy it. Oh, okay. I I had one for you. Was the thing. Oh. But anyway, um, <laughs> need to communicate. I know we were bad at communicating. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. But anyway, I, I I played a long time ago. I didn't give it enough. I didn't give it a fair shake. This time I bought it and I was like, 
I think now that it's had some time to to marinate and the developers have put some some updates into it and stuff, it might be a little more accessible for me. Not that it's not a very accessible game, because relative to Minecraft, which is its 3D companion in a lot of ways, I think it is more accessible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I bought it on Monday. I've, I already have 20 hours on it. Um, I've And that, that says a lot, because I do not get... 20 hours in that amount of time to play games. So essentially I'm just sneaking. I'm playing like after my girlfriend goes to bed till 2 a.m. Sneaking it here and there at work on lunch breaks or whatever. Just whenever I get a chance to play, I can't stop. I have a single player game going and a multiplayer game on a server uh, with Chris, who has been on this podcast a few times. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're not familiar with Terraria, it is a open world 2D sandbox game. And it's, it is very similar to Minecraft in that you mine materials, harvest lumber, um, whatever, to craft various structures and items and stuff. Um, it, specifically, Terraria reminds me more of Don't Starve than it yeah. does of, of yeah. Minecraft. Yeah, I agree with that. And it does a lot. It does a, it, it's, it's essentially the same game. Um, I mean, not the same game, but... It, a lot of the gameplay is similar, uh, except for that Don't Starve is isometric, and, and this is a uh, Terraria is a 2D side-scroller. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it drops you in this world. Um, you can go in either direction, left or right, or down or up, and uh, it doesn't really give you any instruction. There's a dude that you you start next to, and he'll he'll tell you how to craft certain things depending on the items that you have. You have to have the item in your inventory to show him, and he'll tell you what you can craft out of it. Um, but yeah, there's no instruction at all. And I actually, I kind of, uh, I don't remember, I think I looked it up. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing? And they said, one of the things to do is to build houses. Uh, but there's, they're very specific about what constitutes a house, because if you build houses, then people will move into your houses, merchants and vendors and stuff, and people that will, uh, assist you. Um, and, and yeah, the qualifications for what constitutes a house are very specific. And if you don't meet them, it doesn't count as a house and there's a way to actually check in the game whether your house is suitable or not it'll tell you um but uh it's 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 one of those things that's i I just can't put it it's so addictive and i don't know what i'm doing next um but essentially i'm i've all all you do is you you mine for specific materials you fight there's there's really no specific goal people say what you want to do is try and kill the bosses that are in the world but there's no way of knowing what they are unless you look them up online. You'll just stumble across them, which is a lot of what I've done in the game is just stumbled across things. Um, I've just been digging a ton of holes, seeing where it takes me. I had a, a pretty fun adventure last night when I was playing online. Um, the way Chris and I do it is he stays above ground and builds structures while I mine below ground. Which is awesome in itself. It's pretty cool because like I'll go down and on these wild adventures while he's up building and and just find a bunch of cool materials and items and stuff and and bring them up and share them with him because he's obviously doing all that stuff above ground and um i'm I'm fighting below ground but uh i've got my guy pretty well decked out i've mined enough gold that i have all uh gold equipment and in the better quality equipment the the better the more effective it is like the pickaxe i have uh, is a gold pickaxe so it mines really fast I have a gold broadsword, which is a really effective weapon. I have a bunch of gold armor, which gives me a lot of defense. Um, but yeah, we're we're having a great time with it, and uh, I'm excited to hopefully get you guys in on the server, and we can all play together. One thing I thought would be due to fu- would be fun to do on it is do like 
uh, competitive, have a competitive server, like a capture the flag or something like that, you'd need, I mean, I don't think two-on-two would be enough. I think you'd need, like, four-on-four or something like that. That would be fun. But it would would just, yeah, it would just be, like, everybody starts off, you're on your team, you and your team work as fast as you can to build up defenses to prevent the other team from stealing your flag. I call Corey. (laughs) Hmm. Well, he knows what he's doing the best at this point. Yep. It's funny, though, because I, I honestly, I still really don't know what I'm doing. I just keep digging holes and keep finding, finding cooler and cooler shit to make. Um, I'm trying to think. I found an item called a magic mirror that lets me teleport home. Um, but at the time when I found it, I didn't have any mana, and it required mana. And I'm like, how the hell do you get mana? Um, but there are these things that fall from the sky at night. They're falling stars. Oh, and yeah. Up, and if you get ten of them... You can craft an item that gives you plus 10 to mana, or plus 20 to mana or something. Hmm. So that's what I did. Um, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's really addictive. Dan, I mean, you have limited experience with it, but what do you think? Yeah, I played it for about an hour. Um, the first When I first booted it up, and, and I, I didn't even talk to the, the guy that was standing right there. I just kind of went. And uh, I found a spot. As it started to get dark, I decided I should probably build myself a fort and stuff. I hadn't done anything other than, like, walk around. So uh, I got attacked by a bunch of zombies and killed uh, and couldn't make my way back to all, all the stuff that I had gathered to, to build my fort. So Did you play on softcore mode? Um, no, I think it was medium. Uh, okay. See, I, I've only done softcore, and when you die on softcore, you just lose half of your money, and that's it. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what I should have done. Because yeah. and, and I kept uh, getting I keep keep getting killed at night. I can't build up the defense. I've I only played for about an hour. Um, I, I actually tried to join your guys's online thing, but for whatever reason, we couldn't get it to work. Yeah, um, I don't know why you said the password wasn't working, but um, yeah, it said password incorrect. I don't know. Chris had no issues after that. Okay logging back in so maybe i don't know I'll, I'll try it again another time yeah um but yeah i i did i did like it i like that it doesn't tell you what to do um a lot like don't starve and you kind of have to figure your own your own way out and uh that the game has mysteries that you need to solve um that you have you know you, you don't know anything about it that's really interesting to me to you know find all that stuff out for myself and I uh, so. actually, the the developers announced a while back that they were ceasing development on the game. That you know, the version that's out is the final version. But come to find out, I think in I forget when they announced it, but uh, there's another patch coming for some additional. Hey man, crack kills! Oh, is my butt crack <laughs> showing? <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, it's got to show when I'm reaching to get myself another beer. Bruja. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I want everybody who hasn't played Terraria to play it. That's how much I like it. If we had done our top ten games of all time next week, I think this would be on it for sure. Really? Wow. Dang. Yeah, it's I, I you cannot put it down. You think that's just honeymoon phase, Corey, of a new game? I don't think so, man. 20 hours is a lot in a couple of days. Yeah. I know, but it's, dang. It's, I mean, I really, really liked Don't Starve. Um. But this this game, I don't know. It's it's a little bit more polished than Don't Starve was. I felt like combat in Don't Starve was a little bit more clunky, and I died a lot because of that. But this one, you know, it, it's once you get it down, I've got an enchanted boomerang that I throw to kill stuff that I found deep down in the caverns. Those flying eyeballs are a bastard. I crafted myself a bow and arrows, and just I'd run out of arrows really quick and <laughs> get killed by those things. They are a bastard. 
When you um, said flying eyeballs, it made me think of Rogue Legacy. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> but uh, yesterday I played, and I mined all the way down for the first time to the point where I saw lava. Ooh, lava. And they, I found some funky uh, underground structures and stuff that had some treasure chests in there. And uh, nice. which, Speaking of which, I've gotten in the habit of leaving all my money in my treasure chests above ground before I go below ground. Just so when I die, you know, I don't have to worry about the money that I lost down there. Yeah. I, I should look up how to uh, build houses and stuff. Just to get a basic knowledge level about the game, I think I'll have a little easier time when I log back in. It's, I mean, I don't know how you, you would know that without looking it up. Well, because I tried to build a house, and I couldn't, like, right. get a door on it, and I, I, I couldn't figure out what to do at all. Yeah, me too. I was like, well, what the hell? I'm building all these wood walls. Why can't I put a couple of noobs a door on it. I actually I looked it up and and you have to put the like the backdrop down and then you put the actual wood blocks themselves as the walls. Oh, okay, on top of that. And, yeah, like the roof and the outer walls and you leave a a three block space between the ground and your wood block and that's where you stick the door. Mhm. But your building your structures have to be 8 by 10 in order to count as a house and they have to have a table, a chair, a uh, door and a light source in order for people to move in. Mm. And there's different qualifications for getting certain villagers to move in. I think if you increase your life, uh, the nurse will move into one of your vacant houses. Um, if you get a certain amount of money, the merchant will move in and he'll sell you some cool stuff. I've got these boots in my single-player game that make me run really fast. Uh, if on an open service mm-hmm. or surface. And I've also got, um, in my multiplayer game, an uh, item that gives me double jump. Nice. Which is sweet. And uh, flippers that let me swim rather than just sinking Sink when I jump the in the water. Yeah. So what's, what's your goal for your multiplayer game? Are you you and Chris trying to build a kingdom or something? You know, I, 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 I have read that a lot of people make it their goal to kill the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like four bosses or something like that. And I've, I'm still, like, eventually, every now and again, I'll run out and just see what I can find. And I found some stuff that's pretty crazy. I found this old man in this uh, dilapidated castle. And he's like, you don't want to do this. It'll just kill you or something like that. And your option is just to close the cut dialogue or click curse. And if you click curse, which I did once, this giant skeleton creature comes and attacks me and, and beat the hell out of me and mm-hmm. killed me. Um. So in terms of specific goal, I don't really know. I mean, Chris is more of a design kind of, like, yeah. in the real world, he's more of a design kind of guy, so he likes just building structures and stuff. Yep. Um, so that's how that's kind of worked out. But that's... it's just, it's so much fun. And it would be, the, like, the more people, the better, because, you know, two or three or four, or however many, you could all go on, like, an underground expedition together and, and find some cool, uh, some cool resources. Mm-hmm. I got down so deep that I found this potion that let me see where the, the good resources were. And I was finding like emeralds and amethysts, which, which all play into crafting somehow. I don't really know specifically how, but I know like the rarer it is, the, the better it is for um, making armor and potions and stuff. So I just find all this cool stuff and I bring it back above ground and recharge. And I don't know. It's, it's, I am in love with it. Nice. You guys there? We're yeah, here. We're here. Uh Oh, Internet troubles. A little slow. Eric. It's not me. Oh, for God's sake. I didn't have anything downloading. I was no. watching the stream, but... Hey, you guys there? We're here. All right. We're Where back. did I cut out? Uh, just after you finished talking about Terraria. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So go ahead. That's about the long and the short of it. Okay. Did you play anything else? I played a lot else. I'm echoing really bad now. Go ahead. Um, Rogue Legacy. Yeah. I uh, Eric can chat with me about this a little bit. I've been loving the hell out of that, too. I played that, and I'm like, oh, man, this game's great. I don't know what else is going to top this this year. And then I played Terraria, and I'm like, oh, you know, even though it came out in 2010 or whatever, it's... it's Wait, that's... Corey, so is Rogue Legacy and you're running for game of the year? Probably. Yeah. Um, I should say right at the header that I beat it. Wow. Yeah. I hate you. How the fuck did you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I've got a good... Uh, I guess I could check on Here, Steam. Dick, how, how many levels there. did you play? Um, you know I actually, I actually saved my family tree just so I could talk about the stats a little bit. I think it took me like 10 hours or something like that to beat. Wow. Uh, hang on. This is important. Um, because the way, the way the game works, it's a, it's a roguelike game, so you can die, but what happens is uh, the next generation of your family takes over. It's kind of like Infinity Blade a little bit, except there's different traits which we'll get into. Uh, total children, 159. Nice. I died, a, I died 159 times. Uh, time played, 13 hours and 45 minutes. Nice. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. You get your money's worth in that game. You sure do. Um, so the way it works is you're a character who enters this castle... Uh, and you just destroy shit and get items, and it, it's essentially like the way I think about it is the best Super Nintendo game ever made. Yeah, even yeah. though it's not a Super Nintendo game, but it plays like it. Like I said, um, you have your character, and each character has certain unique traits, and uh, some of them affect gameplay. Some of them are just silly. Like <laughs> there's one, like your characters can have irritable bowel syndrome. And they and fart when you means- jump. Yeah, you just you, you fart every now and again when you nice. jump, and that's just a, a silly little thing. What I think it's is it called dwarfism when they're really small? Yep, dwarfism. And, there's dyslexia, so whenever there's writing on the screen, it's all scrambled. Um, oh, that'd be a pain. It is a pain in the ass. The the worst one though, that's a pain in the ass, and I never pick a character that has it. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, vertigo. Vertigo. So your character only travels like on the ceiling, upside down. Oh, really? Oh. So and everything is upside down. Now, you get your choice of three errors when you enter, so I don't ever pick a character that has vertigo. I did it once just to try it, and I hated it, mm-hmm. so I couldn't do it. Yeah. But, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, just once. The traits are awesome, um, and some of them do help, like Corey said. like um, You can have improved speed. Um, what the hell else? Oh, y- your character can be giant, so they knock the enemy back further, or sometimes your character's skinny, so you get knocked back further. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just stuff like that. But the different traits that all the characters have are really cool. That's awesome. And then they also have a class, mm-hmm. which gives them special abilities. Um, which, um, in addition to the classes and the traits, there's a whole sort of skill tree that you can put points into various things. Mm-hmm. You can upgrade certain classes. You can upgrade your attack, your health. And that all comes with money that you earn in every playthrough. So when you go into the castle, you play through as far as you can until you die. And everything you earned is transferred to your your the next generation and you use that money to upgrade certain things um and there's also like uh a sh- shops you can set up to buy items there's these things called runes which give your characters extra traits which some of them are 
useless. I mean, I guess I guess depending on what you want to do, they're all useful. But um, there's a couple that give you like an uh, ability to jump, double jump, or triple jump, or you know you can stack runes to get um, whatever abilities you want. And you unlock all those runes and items by playing through the game as well. Nice. Yeah, and then even when you find the runes, though, you have to pay to use them, which is right. a pain because I mean you don't live very long. At least I I don't live very long when I play it, so earning enough money especially to the point where i am now where everything's pretty expensive for me to upgrade Mm -hmm. um it's a pain in the ass because i don't live very long Mm -hmm. but the harder creatures you kill the more money you get it's a real bitch but i love it and i keep going back to it so so the goal is to get to the end of this castle i'm not really sure and you can't do it with just one air you have to Oh, one, no one way. character. No way. You have to... Uh, not possible pa- with one air? Pass, no. on, pass on your stuff to the next generation and yeah, that's get better Basically, better. by dying, you upgrade your mm-hmm. stuff over and over and over. And I'm assuming at some point you upgrade enough to be able to beat it. But mm-hmm. I know there's a, at, at least one boss that I've come across. It's a giant eye. Um, also, if you go to the top is where the bosses are. To the right, I believe, is the forest... I don't remember what's to the left and the bottom. Okay. You just keep going in one direction until you get to it. And there's mm-hmm. there's also treasure chests along your way where, like, fairy... I, can't, I think they're called fairy tale treasure chests, some of them. And when you enter the room, it'll tell you you have this goal that you have to do to be able to unlock the, the chest. Sometimes it's to defeat all the enemies in the room. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's don't take any damage, which is just damn near impossible. Right. Um... Just stuff like that that's really cool. But those fairy tale treasure chests a lot of times will have the runes in them. Um, it's just it's such a cool game. Mm-hmm. And when you do it, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? Nice. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, without spoiling too much, the way it works is there's there's a certain number of bosses. Um, and, and when you play through, if you beat a boss, that becomes permanent. But every time you enter ah. the castle, it's randomized. Oh, yeah, we didn't say that. Yeah, so uh, there's a way to lock down... I don't know if you got to this point, Aaron. I but did. there's a way to lock down the castle. So, you know, even... You especially want to do this if you're trying to beat a boss so you know where the boss is. Um, you lock down the castle and you only earn 60% of the gold or something like that, so there's a penalty, but at least you know where the boss is. So you can... If you if you keep dying trying to fight him, you can just go back to right, right where he is and keep trying to fight him over again with a new hero who has different traits that might be more suited for the certain boss that you're fighting i was so close to beating him once damn which it, one are you trying to fight the first one which is the one in the, the giant eye oh okay yeah yeah i was so close once and i i probably needed to hit him two more times and i thought i could get the two swings in before he attacked again and didn't do it mm-hmm. it Ever. seems like that happens a lot where you're like so close yeah and you just you just don't do it. Uh, but but definitely recommended. One of the cool things they do is they do like the wall of your yeah. ancestry, like you'd see in a movie in a medieval castle or something. Yeah, it reminds oh, me cool. a little bit of like you know how you have the wall of remembrance in XCOM. It's kind of like that. You don't have the attachment as much to the characters, but right. Um, it's just cool to go back and look and see. Mm-hmm. And doesn't it like make fun of them for how bad they were? Yeah, if the, I mean, depending on the, their success, and I think it's all based on how much money they make, but I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that. I thought but it could like, be the amount of monsters they killed, too. The first couple times I went in, I died immediately, and it yeah. said, like, 
Sir Lee, the useless knight. Yeah. <laughs> my, Corey, it's, it's did, so did Sir Corey nice. come up in your game? Uh, Don't you name the first character? I don't think I, don't I named the first character, but I've gotten Sir Eric uh, through the third now, I believe. Oh, dang. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I pick yeah, him every time, that, no matter what he is. Well, that's fun. Yeah, too. it is. It's cool. What if he has vertigo? I'll pick him. <laughs> he, this is another he, he just game may die I, quickly. What's that? Cord? Another game. I. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm keep. It's tough because I can't see you guys and you can't see me. But oh. uh, no, it's it's definitely another game I highly recommend. And and this does have some whimsy to it. It's kind of funny and silly. Like there's a uh, a couple certain parts in the castle that are fun. Like uh, there's a circus clown that gives you a challenge to try and beat within the castle. I haven't um, seen that yet. Yeah, there's like a jukebox you can turn on to play. There's a dude that. that lets you gamble with uh, some of your money. Um, the training dummy at the very beginning before you even go to the castle. Did you notice, Corey, when you hit him, he says funny things to you? Have you done that? <laughs> no, I didn't notice you that. You didn't. One of the no. things that he said, Corey, reminded me of you. He goes, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he says bro, but he says, do you even lift? That's one of my favorite lines yeah bro do you even lift (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he says funny stuff to you if you hit the uh training dummy okay yeah so uh another highly recommended game for me anyway god yes and another indie another indie i think this this... one's got potential for game of the year for me nice oh no it doesn't i'm sorry i played last of us oh that's right Yeah. <laughs> no game has really. I really don't running. think anything's going to be that. But save that game. This would be right there. Runner up. Yeah. I don't even think I should include Last of Us. It's not fair. It's really not fair. Right. But anyway, best indie. Best indie. There you go. It's a good category. Yeah, we should do a best indie. Category. We have to at this point. Yeah. Didn't we do? We did that already, didn't we? What one? A scapegoat. Uh, I don't remember one for me. I think we did best indie or best like small game or something. Like, did Maybe. we do that? Best mobile indie or something? I don't know. We'll we be should, a little more we, informed we this should, year. I think. We should probably make a list. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we did best indie or small game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't recall. Well, we certainly will this year. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Corey? Uh, just two more brief ones. Infinity Blade Two. I've been playing because it's been free. I wanted to have it beat before this podcast. I unfortunately didn't get that far. It's more Infinity Blade. Um, if you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one. It is that and a little bit more. There's a lot more going on, which is really cool. Um, definitely one of the best iOS games by far for, you know, people who play a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Not counting people that play Candy Crush. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's more Infinity Blade, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also restarted playing Bioshock. Now, if I beat Bioshock, will that count as a game I beat? Did you already beat it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we should count it, right? Because it's a you still are beating it now, right? Yeah. Just I mean, I'm just curious. What do you guys think? Wait, well, I'm the, sorry. What yeah, if, if Corey beat Bioshock again? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Because he's beating it now, yeah. even though he may have beaten it before. Yeah, we're not counting just new games. Okay. And think. Just games. Oh yeah, cool. they don't have to be new games. No. All right. Cool. Oh, you... I mean, I did. I did beat it before, but right. That's all right. No, as long you, as you're it, putting the time in. Yeah, if you, if you put, yeah, exactly. If you put the time in, we'll we'll count. So it. how do I beat? How do I get the credit for beating Terraria? I don't. 
Uh, I think you... You don't? See, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's one you... Unless maybe you beat all four bosses. I look on howlongtobeat.com for Terraria, and it said, like, main story was, like, 36 hours or something like that, but the completionist one was over 300, so I don't know what that means exactly. Yeah. Well, it's but, probably, like... I mean, it's kind of probably kind of like Eric getting credit in, in FIFA. You know, just, like, some crowning achievement. Yeah, if right. there's a goal it's, like granted, that, Granted, that's, yeah. that's a little different because, you know, the nature of that. it took me a friggin' year. If there's no official final, like in FIFA, there's no, like, final success mm-hmm. in the right. game. You know, it's kind of an arbitrary decision on our end, I guess. I think it could be beating the four bosses, but as long as you don't look them up. Yeah. Well, I mean, even even looking them up, it would still take me hours to get to the point mm-hmm. where I could beat them. Fair much enough. much more hours than where I'm at now. Yeah, like I said, the how long to beat had a Terraria at like 36 hours, I think. So that sounds about right because I've got a uh, some pretty good armor right now, some pretty good weapons, but uh, at 20 hours. But uh, I guess I didn't play the online one is where I'm furthest. But I guess I didn't play enough to get to the to. Oh right, to your your hours. your playthroughs are split too. So yeah, that's split. Okay. Um. But yeah, Bioshock. I just I finished reading the book and I wanted to go through and hear the the uh, Vox. Oh, what the hell are they called? I rem- I tried. To, I wanted to remember because I knew we couldn't remember last time. Voxophone. I feel like it was Stratos. No, the Stratos Bath. No. No, it definitely had Vox in it. Vox. Audi- I, w- I was gonna say Audio Vox, but that's not Audio it. Vox. It might be Audio Vox. No, that's a name of a company. I think it is Voxer. Um, anyway, that's, that's an app. Uh, but yeah, like having read the book and playing back through, I appreciate that stuff so much more. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I mentioned that even though they do give you the backstory in the in the audio recordings, I, none of it registered with me. But now, like every little bit registers with me, even the little nuance, because mm-hmm. obviously they wrote the book after they made the game. So whoever uh, was the author probably played through the game multiple times and took like the, even the smallest little hint at something in the game and and wrote it out in narrative form mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it it does honestly it feels dated and it's kind of sad to say that because i have such fond memories of the first time playing bioshock mm-hmm. i didn't i i didn't feel like it was a dated game when i played it i i am not gameplay wise but graphically wise really I, I, yeah i mean maybe it's because i played bioshock infinite on the computer and was a little bit spoiled in that regard maybe. but it's like the the resolution seems a little bit off and I don't know. Oh yeah, you're playing PC. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong; it's still a great game, but it does it does feel like I already want the uh, upresed or yeah, whatever version of Bioshock to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that came out in what 2008? Seven. 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 It was a so, yeah. I mean, first year of first full year of the 360. Six years it's old already. Mm-hmm. But anyway, still awesome. Okay. That's it for what I played. All right. Uh, I'll go next. I played a few things. I played Monster Hunter 3, but only very briefly, maybe for about an hour. Uh, Nothing worth reporting, really, there. Uh, Magic 2014 I played. I beat the last Planeswalker duel. So I beat the campaign, the Planeswalker duel, and all the challenges. So that's considered beating the game, right, Corey? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I couldn't remember if that's what you did to, to put it on your list. Nice. Too. Did you beat the revenge campaign? Maybe. 
Dan, yes, maybe you did. not. You did. What? Which? What, what? What's the revenge campaign? After you beat the main campaign, there's a new mode in single player called Revenge. I don't think I did. That's when. That's when shit gets real. Okay, I'll have to try that then. Maybe I won't, I won't put it on the list then. I mean, it's you, up to you guys. No, I sh- I should beat that because I did feel. Did a you beat all cheap. the challenges too? Yeah, yeah, I got all the challenges. Yeah. Did you throw tiny wings on there for me? No. If no. you would, please. Tiny wings. Oh, we didn't talk about that, did we? Uh, no, we chatted about it while on break, Corey. I got gold on every level. I don't know how else you would beat it. I mean, it took me some hours. Speaking of which... <laughs> for, a, for an iPhone game. Speaking of which, can we... Uh, can can any of you guys play... Do you guys like Angry Birds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, can you guys play uh, Angry Birds Friends with me? Is that what it's called? How do you play that? It's it's weekly. There's a weekly tournament, and you play against. It's a social game. You play against people on your friends list. I suppose. What friends list? Twitter, Facebook. Fuck. Oh yeah. You have a Facebook. You guys have Facebooks. I don't. It's fake. Well, yeah, Will it doesn't, doesn't matter. It still works. Will doesn't have one. I refuse to make one. I'll play with you, Corey. I will too. Thanks, man. No, no, nobody on my Facebook friends list plays. And it's such a cool, like, I like Angry Birds, and it's so much fun to play. Like, weekly the levels change, and it's whoever has the best score. Oh. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I All can right. do that. I just got to find out my login information. But, yeah. I mean, I can do that. So Yeah, I got to do the same. Uh, okay. Uh, the other thing I played, and this is what I played mostly, was Mirror's Edge, which I got as part of this the Steam sales. It's a first-person action-adventure parkour sim from from dice actually uh who does the the battlefield games and and who is going to be doing the um star wars battlefront i didn't know dice made that game yeah i didn't either until uh, until when i bought it uh takes place in a city where sensitive information must be transferred by hand through runners due to overbearing and prying security which sounds familiar (laughs) <laughs> this is this is going to be our future, actually. Uh, you play as yeah, right. you play as Faith, a runner whose sister was framed for murder, and you have to help help clear her name. Uh, most of the game involves running along rooftops, jumping from building, jumping from building to building, and over fences, wall running, climbing, zip lining, etc. Uh, puzzle elements in the form of figuring out exactly where you're supposed to go and how to get there, helped by run, runner's vision, which is like a it's like a red glow on kind of your next objective and. You could turn it off as you get in the higher difficulties, but I left it on not being very good at the game. Um, combat is mostly hand-to-hand, but uh, you can get guns by picking them up or taking them from, from armed guards or finding them on the ground after you beat the crap out of a guard and take it. Uh, it's actually got a very, a very portal feel to it, um, especially the, the, the setting. It, it made me feel like I was in Aperture Labs. Which is, it's a good thing. It's a compliment to the game that it, that it feels very Portal-esque. I don't know if it's done on the Source engine or not, like like Portal was, but um, like a lot of the the building interiors, especially, looked a lot like like P- Portal. I didn't play Portal too, but but Portal, uh, very bright and colorful, uh, controls really well too, um, which is important for a game like that because a lot of it is running along rooftops and jumping over chasms and stuff and if it didn't control very well you wouldn't uh you wouldn't get very far so combat is a little bit weird um it doesn't shoot very well but it's not designed to be a shooter it's mo- mostly supposed to be a first person uh action adventure but um so far i really like it i'm probably halfway through i think it's supposed to be about a six hour game um but yeah really like it so far it's an older game so 
it's cheap now. I don't want to get too much into explaining it because it is an older game, but that's one I'd still have to play. Yeah, you sh- you sure. should. I think you'll like it a lot. It's I want to play that one too. It's a good one. Um, I remember back when it came out, uh, somebody I worked with at the time being like, "You really got to play it, man." And I'm like, "No, that game sucks." Yeah, and I don't know where that where I got that idea from. I don't know. It seems like a lame idea for a video game because it w- it kind of came out when parkour was a lot bigger than it is now. You know, when it yeah. first started being a a thing. For for nerdy urban walkers, right? Exactly. Uh, so I think that was part of it because I kind of had the same mentality that it was, you know, just a dumb idea for a video game. But it's actually really cool. Um, it, not something I'd expect out of EA, which is also and dice. a good thing. Well, dice I, I can see because they you know they make a quality game. So True. Um, not that style though. Right, not that style. Like I said, it's very very portal esque, which is uh, a compliment in the in the highest way. So that's that's mostly what I spent this week. But still, that was only about three hours I played that. I did not play many video games this week. Uh, but I, I bought it for $6. It was well worth the the price even now. Um, the cutscenes in between are, are kind of stylized uh, drawings of the, the in-game characters, which is also cool. Uh, graphically, it, it still looks really good. I had to cut down the resolution because it was doing a lot of clipping. So I couldn't do 1980 by by or 19, 1920 by 1080p, I had to cut it down to 16 by 960, whatever, mm-hmm. um, to get on highest graphics and stuff without it clipping, which is kind of annoying, and it makes it not look as good, but runs a lot better. So, But yeah, good game. I dig yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely uh, I definitely got to try it out. Are you uh, at all interested in a second Mirror's Edge? Because oh, yeah. the chat, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's coming out. I'll be getting that pro- a day one because I like this one so much. Uh, like I said, I think that they need to do a little reworking on the combat. It's it's a little bit weird. Um, I, I think part of it is I'm not very good at the game. so. But definitely, definitely interested in the second one, without question. So that's all I got to play, or to talk about, rather. Cool. I, I hope to have that beaten by next week. Maybe tomorrow night I'll finish it off. I, it's not too long, right? It's, it's only about 100. six hours. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, which is just right. That's for just the story. There's a bunch of like time trials and stuff that I won't bother with. I just want to play the story. In uh, in our old age, six hours is the perfect length. Of right, right. Yeah, this it's time like of year, hour and for, a half movie. Yeah, this this time of year for me, it's 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 perfect length because I can't sink my teeth into anything too long because I don't I don't have the time. because yeah. I have to go to bed early. But if you want to not be a zombie the next day, right? Yeah, if I want to not crash my mower at work. <laughs> It's like I always make that uh, judgment at the end of the night. It's like, you know, I could stay up till 2 and play this and get a lot of quiet, alone video game time. Or I could be normal tomorrow. Right. Which do I want to go for? It's a toss-up most nights. Yeah, it it's really is. It's it's a sad state of affairs. I find myself us. picking normal these days, which I don't like about myself. Right. I'll be yeah, back. I don't like that about you either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back to playing video games until 2 o'clock in the morning once I'm not full-time anymore starting in September. Well, once we get our Thumbstick Athletes getaway weekend set. We, got, yeah, oh, we have to do that. Yes, please don't let me forget that, Corey, because I have the worst memory of all time. I have I a pretty bad memory, too. I already November, correct? Yeah, you know, uh, just uh, uh, one of those off-season months where we can get, like, a lake house. It would it would have to be weekend. very early November. Oh, yeah. Because I have a, a baby coming in right. early December, which could be end up being late <laughs> November. 
All right. Yeah. I mean, we could do October even. Doesn't I just I just picked like an off season month. Okay. We'll Doesn't we'll figure it out. Late October, early November. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. We could do Halloween weekend would get me out of having to wear a costume on Halloween. Oh, hey, Perfect. Great call. Well, Dan, you probably want to be around for no. <laughs> Does the wife want you to be around? Yes. Though? Okay, I was gonna say somebody wants you to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh Will, what'd you play? Um uh, the first game I played a little bit of was Company of Heroes 2. I'm mm-hmm. trying to uh, beat the campaign for it by uh, next week. So I've done, I think, three more uh, campaign missions. And, yeah, really still enjoying Company of Heroes. I started playing it again because uh, I listened to Ghost of the Ostfront. It just sparked my interest. I really wanted to play some uh, Company of Heroes. But uh, still a really solid game. I enjoyed it. The uh, campaign missions I did, I did the Stalingrad battle was one of the ones I did. And I'm doing... Um, uh, the mission I'm doing now is uh, revolves around Leningrad. Okay, is what I'm starting. So, uh, yeah, still enjoying that. Like I said, I'm gonna try and have the campaign beat for next week, and get into some multiplayer with that. The meat potatoes of the game. The meat and potatoes. <laughs> yep. Meat and taters. Uh, I haven't heard that since 2012. Oh, that's nice, Corey. <laughs> Shut up, Corey. Um, anyway, the next thing that I played was NCAA football, college football, uh, 14. I went to the midnight release and got it, and then completely forgot about talking about it last week. But, uh, so I'll talk a little bit about it this week. I have three dynasties going right now. I have my Online dynasties? Two online, one offline. My offline dynasty, I'm playing as the Connecticut Huskies. I'm into random teams. Yeah, you really are. So I can make them good schools. Like Connecticut's a uh, two star out of six, mm-hmm. so I like bringing those up. Mm-hmm. So that's my offline one. I played one game and I won. And then I did uh, one online dynasty is with my one friend Johnny. I picked the the Ohio Bobcats. Who did he pick? Uh, UCF. Central Florida. Yep. Is it the Knights? Yep. Yeah. The Knights. He's going down to Florida and he's going to be by UCF. So he he uh, picked picked that team. But I picked the Ohio Bobcats because uh, who would pick them besides somebody who goes to that school? Right. It's usually Ohio State. Their colors are green, right? Green, yep. yeah. So uh, I played my first game as that, and I won that one. In my other online dynasty, I uh, did my Minnesota Golden Gophers one, uh-huh. keeping that one going. Um, I haven't played any games under that one yet, but uh, it's basically the same NCAA football game no. <laughs> as last year. It's the, only, the only difference is like... What? There's no EA innovation? No. That's weird, because they were talking about the innovation. I don't know. I don't know if this was in the one last year, but this year your coaches can pick skills that they're good at. Like, I didn't I didn't create a coach last year. I just chose the one that was already there. But this year I created a coach. And, like, you can pick, um, you know, game management, uh, offensive coordinating, defensive coordinating, and recruiting. So I picked recruiting, and since I'm a small Division One school, like, well, not small, but, you know, not a very good school with football-wise, I picked the uh, the one where I could find unknown good high school players to raise that ability up so I can get the unknown players to come to my school to play football that mm-hmm. are good. That was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's probably one of the only ones that would make any difference. Yeah, it is the only one that would make any yeah. difference. <laughs> Unless you're a bigger school when you're actually competing. Like, one of them is, like, you gain more points, like, convincing players to come, but, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, like, any of the recruiting skills, I feel like, would matter, but, like, being... What? 
offensive coordinators bullshit. You like, don't need that. Exactly. It's not going to do anything for you. Because you're controlling it. It's filler. You're controlling it. Like, yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just looked at that, laughed, and went to the recruiting because that's the only thing that would matter. Um, the recruiting is completely different in this one. I'm not even going to try my... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just gloss I, over it. I read that it was uh, less personal. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Basically, they did all the like the work for you. I really enjoyed like talking to the players mm-hmm. on the phones and stuff like that. I that thought, was almost always my favorite. Uh, that was mine, too. Part of any of those games was the recruiting. It was so much fun. Yep. But in this one, they made it so you just... Uh, put a certain amount of points. You get like five thousand points per week, and you can put up to five hundred points into that player. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it does all the talking to the players for you. And the only thing you really do is that, and you offer a scholarship, and that's it. That's awful. I was disheartened when I saw that. I was I'm really like, happy I didn't talk myself into buying that this year. I'm still loving it. No. But I hate the recruiting this year. I, th- I think the recruiting is bad. Well, that's the only thing I liked in it. So, yeah, you wouldn't like it. I actually wanted to get the college football game. 13's better. But the yeah. recruiting-wise, I mean, obviously, I don't know. Gameplay's uh, completely the same. I mean, yeah, if you liked 2000. Although there is a speed burst button now. Is there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm almost positive they put speed no. burst back. I'm almost positive. Eric, Did you play the demo? No. It was in the demo. If it's in the demo, I mean, it yeah. has to be in the real game. Yeah. So. It's right trigger, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. That would kind of help me. Yeah. Because my running back is, like, getting crazy. you got a power back? Yeah, my Ohio... I'll get into this off-air, but my Ohio team is quite the, the interesting team. All right. But uh, yeah, I'm having. A lot, I'm still enjoying that as much as I don't like the recruiting. I know some people like it because it gets rid of the like 45 minutes of recruiting, which I loved. I had so much fun doing that's, that. That's all part of the recruiting, though. Like, it's people time are so sink. fucking lazy. Yeah, it's a time sink. Yeah. And now, like now, I don't even want to get into it because it's just like, oh, <laughs> none of it matters. You're not earning it. No, you're not. You're just putting the 500 points into that. And I don't want to count on this stupid computer for me to get my players. Exactly. I was, I was very disappointed with that because I I went like I booted it up and I went to go recruit some players like I did last year. I'm like, this is completely different. And I was like, I couldn't figure it out. But you yeah. know what? It was probably too hard for a lot of people. Yeah, the old system. Sadly, that's too much it. thinking. Dude. Right. Surprised I got it. I don't. Know. Wait, I have to talk to them for sixty minutes. <laughs> that's probably how it went. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Not as much as some of the other you know new games that I've gotten. The biggest one that I played besides Dynasty Warriors was New Super Mario Brothers U. Um, that might be that's one of my favorite games this year, honestly. That I've played. Um, it's so much fun. I got to the Frosted Glacier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's World Three, um, and like the environments and like the visuals in that game are so awesome. Like yeah. I'll be running through like the the snow levels and it'll be like dark and like there'll be stars in the sky. It just looks so good. Yeah. And Nintendo I, just keeps churning those Mario's out, don't they? Hey, man. I'm not hating. They're fun. I'm, I'm hating. I'd buy it I'm if I had a Wii U. I, I'm a little sick of it, but I get it. Corey, why are you sick of it? I, it they're not. They're. It's a retread. They rely on a formula that is very successful. Yes. Nobody's going to argue that. They're good games. Yeah. But 
I mean, I look at, and I've been saying it for a year now, I look at Rayman Origins, and I'm like, this is one of the best multiplayer platformers I've ever played. Why can't Mario, the quintessential platformer, do what this game is doing? I don't know. I understand. I I actually hated on New New Super Mario Bros. U, uh, probably more so than the last person. I said that they should have gone with the new system. They should have gone with the 3D one. Um, but having played it, it actually is quite a bit better than the the Wii version, and I actually really liked it. I, th- I you know, complained about the visuals not being very good, but that's not the case. They're actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 also a good balance of of difficulty and accessibility, yep. which is nice. Uh, I don't know. I think they did a good job with it. It do- it pro- it doesn't have the variety. I don't think that uh, the Rayman does. But I was gonna say I'm not I'm not saying they didn't do a good job with it. And like I said, they're still great games. Right. I just I and I it, I feel this way about a lot of Mario games like Mario Kart and um, uh, what are some other even like the Zeldas and stuff is all they have going for them is the fact that it's Mario and it's it's still Zelda. And yes, they're you know they're they're acceptable, good games whatever you want to say but like i just feel like there is all this this competition that is so much so much better in terms of in terms of gameplay than these old standbys are right and it's getting a little bit tired and you look at even like mario kart i mean like mario kart hasn't changed in years years mario party and (laughs) Yeah, Mario Party. I mean, and I didn't play uh, Little Big Planet Karting. I don't know if that ended up being a superior game or not because I didn't play it. But I don't know. It's just I don't. I just feel like they're making the same games over and over again. And yes, they're good. And yes, people like them. But like, it gets to a point where you're just like, hot damn. I don't know. <laughs> Give me yeah. something different, Big Am. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just whatever. Go ahead, Will. Sorry. I really enjoy it, and that's all. Yeah. And I really enjoy New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which is the most recent one I played, as well. But like, I don't know. After playing Rayman, it's just like this is. There's so much more going on here, gameplay wise, and it's so much more fun. I don't know. Yeah. Well, in Will's defense, the I think the the Wii U one is far better than the the Wii the Wii one. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it's better in every way. I believe you. Yeah, you have to I'll play it, that. Corey. Yeah, no, I. And again, I haven't played it, so I don't know. But uh, Corey just, won't like it. Yeah, you're right. He <laughs> he'll hate on it as soon as he plays it. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I think Corey will give it credit if he. Yeah, no, he will. Thank I you, have... Eric. <laughs> wow, Eric, with the. Wow. Well, I mean, Corey's honest about his opinions. I don't. That's true. Is. He's not. If he likes it, he's going to say he likes it, regardless of what he wants to like. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I true. like it, and that's that. That's why I like you, Eric. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. <laughs> Corey and I are going to make out for a minute if you guys don't mind leaving. Sure. Dan, I'll talk about the new Super Mario Brothers. All right. Okay. Anything else, Will? That's all. All right, Eric, what do you got for us? Um, the only game I wanted to talk about other than Rogue Legacy was I started playing The Witcher 2. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still kind of in my Last of Us thing, just kind of still fucking me over a little bit. But yeah. So I, I decided I wanted to try and play The Witcher 2, and um, I like it. 
I don't think I'm going to like it as much as you guys did. Maybe. I Like I told Dan, I'm not that far into it, so I can't really say that. But that's just my general thought. Um, I'm not very good at it. The battle's pretty hard for me for yeah. whatever reason. Um, I think I'm going to turn the difficulty down to easy just because if I'm going to beat it, I want to beat it as quick as I can. Yeah, well, you want to exp- – I mean, really, the, the best thing about that game is the story. Right. You know, the combat's good. Right. And it's fine, but you want to experience the story in that well, game. I mean, it, in, in, in just to clarify, it's not really like the, the overall – the overarching story of the game it is your story and right. how what your actions influence the story yeah. right and that interests me so i mean i'm not too far into it so i can't really talk too much about it i at the part where i'm breaking out of being a prisoner so that's not too far wait till you start macking on babes yeah i'm looking forward to that too <laughs> so no, i like it yeah though. i mean don't they open that game with a nude scene no. With Triss? It's pretty early on, yes. Oh, did you, did you I get I saw our... some nip. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I saw some nip until the king came and called me to the castle and ruined all my fun. <laughs> some pixelated boobies, as he, Dan likes to put he it. He was trying to get some DW going. They're not, they're not pixelated. No, they're uh, fully rendered. Yep. There's a full <laughs> rendered boobage going on. But no, it's it's good, and I'll I'll I'd like to keep going with it. I'm still in my funk right now. Rogue Legacy is the only thing that's really keeping my attention, so uh-huh. we'll see. Yeah, okay. Which is what we always say, you know, when you when you're in that funk, it's better to play something totally different. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Uh, I, Tiny Wings. Tiny I, I will mention if you're looking for a good one on your your phone, that's maybe my favorite iOS game I've ever played. Okay. So. You certainly put the hours in. I did. It's great. I mean, it by no means took me too long to beat, but I mean, right. I'm happy I beat it. But it kind of sucks because now I don't really want to play it anymore. Right. Because I don't have anything to try and gain from it. But um, I don't know. I have Tiny Thief, which I also got for free at the same time, which I've been playing. That's kind of a cool little game. It's got uh, some puzzle aspect to it. Um, it's also got like the three star thing if you're into that. Mm-hmm. So that that's a pretty cool game too. Check that out. Okay. But Tiny Wings I would pay for. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that everything? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break again and be right back with our feedback and roundtable right after this.
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 104 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. The song you heard during the break was uh, also from the band Out of Gas, the song Every Single Day. Uh, we are now in our feedback and roundtable segments, so uh, we got a voicemail, so we will start with that. And here it goes. Hey, fellas, this is Ryan in Iowa. Uh, I just wanted to chime in with your topic last week, the five hardest games that you've played. Uh, I, I liked this topic. It wasn't something that I really thought of until I started listening to your episode, and it got me thinking, and I thought I would share my list with you fellas. So I'll try and make it real quick with each individual one and give a little description. Uh, my number five is this game called Drakengard. It was on the PS2. It was kind of, you're this dude, you're this, like, knight, and you combine souls with this dragon. The premise of the game is pretty simple, but the gameplay was kind of a hack and slasher as a character. The hardest part of the game was definitely, like, flying as the dragon and just getting your ass beat continually by, like, five other dragons that would come out of nowhere. Uh, I don't think I ever beat it, but I did uh, love it to pieces. Uh, number four is uh, one of my... And there it cut off, which he actually continued in an, in an uh, email uh number four for him was friday the 13th which was on a lot of people's lists um for for hardest game for the nes uh number three was the last remnant for xbox 360 which is also on steam and pretty cheap right now and i've considered buying uh two was star tropics for the nes and oh yeah star tropics was sweet yeah uh one was contra shattered soldier for ps2 he said finally about the topic i would like to hear Corey's five hardest games as well it's funny, Contra showed up on a lot of uh, hardest lists. Yeah, it did. Hardest games lists. Which, I never played it, so it, you know I couldn't put it on mine. Corey, what's your five what hardest up? five hardest list? Oh, you're going to make me call it my list, huh? Yes. It was, All right, it let, was, me get in a, let me get in a safe spot in Terraria. Okay, it was demanded in feedback. All right. Um, um, so I save all my notes. Top five hardest games. Number, uh, I have Closure on here, which is a 2012 puzzle game that was on the PS3. Uh-huh. I think, Eric, you played Closure, right? A little. Yeah. Uh, built around The game was built around the concept of light, so where there's no light, it's emptiness, and you can jump through it. But where there's light, it will show you what's in the area, so shit can block you. I mean, it's a puzzle game. Uh, it's one of the few puzzle games I had to cheat to be able to beat. Um... And only on one of the puzzles, I think it was like the second to last puzzle. I just could not, for the life of me, figure it out. So I have to, I had to look it up and and, and cheat. Um, I also have Dark Souls on here, believe it or not. Um, I won't get into that because I talk about that a lot. Uh, Foxanadu was a 1987 2D action RPG for the NES. Uh, I've talked about it on this podcast before, but it was a mother effer. It plays like an old-school platformer, but it has some RPG elements. Um, it's a medieval fantasy kind of game with potions and elves and dwarves and all this stuff. But that game was so freaking hard. Uh, I also have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on here, which, Dan, I think you had. Yep. Yep. That was, uh, that was a bitch. I never even got to Mike Tyson. I think the furthest I got was Soda Popinski, <laughs> which, isn't, which isn't that far. <laughs> um, or maybe it was Bald Bull the second time. I don't really remember. But I know for a fact I never faced Don Flamenco Part 2 or uh, Mr. Sandman. 
the names all sound familiar. I don't remember fighting them. I remember like Bald Bull and and Glass Joe. Yeah. One thing that was interesting I read uh, reading about this game though was that Little Mac was a result of technical issues in the game. They wanted you to be able to see your opponents, and one of the few ways they could do that was by making you a really small character. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't know that until uh, I had read it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, but my number one most difficult game is Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels, um, w- which was uh, actually Japan's Mario Two, which I didn't know until. Or uh, I'm sorry, it used the Super Mario Brothers engine, but it never came to the U.S. until Super Mario Brothers All Stars. Um, there's some confusion though because there is a uh, the game that became Mario Two in the United States was a different game in Japan, but Japan's Mario Two is the Lost Levels in the United States. Okay. Um, so it's really confusing, but I don't even I don't even think I could beat the first level in in Super Mario Bros. Lost Levels, and it's interesting because one of the reasons they didn't release it in the United States is because they thought it was too hard. Yeah, and they were and they were right. Yeah, I remember it was too that, hard. I remember us. playing that briefly, and it was very on Super Nintendo, I think. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's really freaking hard, and I just I want to thank Nintendo of America for telling Nintendo Japan that it's too hard for our feeble minds because right. they were right. Yeah, but that was my top five. And okay. uh, you know, that's what I would have talked about last week, but it happens. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Also from Ryan in Iowa, who says, uh, "Hey, dudes, just wanted to say I feel like you guys have all been really clicking and giving out great stuff in some of your best podcasts this summer. I'm glad to hear a few episodes back that Eric really liked and approved of my backlog, and I'm happy to report uh, that I started it with heavy rain and finished it." Nice work. Mm. Uh, Eric and Corey, uh, yeah, so write about the game and just how different it plays to nearly anything, everything else. The story and twist makes the game, but the graphics still hold up and control button prompts just make you play the game differently than anything you are used to. Really liked it when jump on board with the recommendation train that Corey and Eric are on. I am currently on The Last of Us and should be wrapping that up next week. I will ask you what you... What, I will ask what you all think I should play afterwards. Alan Wake, Bastion, Dragon's Dogma, XCOM, Far Cry 3, or Batman Arkham Asylum. Lots of good ones, but not sure which one I should go after uh, after The Last of Us to keep me going strong and not get get a hangover, get the hangover of The Last of Us, which uh, my roommate has for a week has had for a week or two uh finally sorry to dan about last week's bandwidth issues i was waiting around for a while on the chat with Corey, and the silver lining is he chatted a bit and he's not the 100 percent asshole disagreeing hipster that maybe <laughs> eric would think lol just kidding i could argue that <laughs> thanks to will for adding me on xbox live and we'll do something multiplayer sooner than later man thanks fellows ryan and iowa uh okay so what should you play next alan wake bastion dragon's dogma XCOM. Far Cry 3 or Batman Arkham Asylum? My vote goes to either probably Bastion or XCOM, just because they're way different than yeah. Last of Us. Bastion would, was going to be my vote. Yeah. Uh, it's not too long. Bastion, yeah. Very easy to get into. I think that will be that would be a good a good game to play right after you get done with The Last of Us. Yeah, I'd say Bastion. Corey, what's your vote? My vote is XCOM. XCOM. Um, it is far more recent than Bastion, and if you haven't played it, you definitely need to because it's still part of the conversation, especially with uh, the 
um, Brave New World release, which I think includes the ability to transfer your soldiers from XCOM to Civ. Um, yeah, to Civ, mm-hmm. which is sweet. Yeah. Okay. So we so got my vote. three votes for Bastion, one for XCOM. Are you kind of, you were kind XCOM of right. would have been my X- second XCOM choice. XCOM would have been yeah. Okay. It is a little. It's longer and more difficult. So if you want something that's just kind of easy after Last of Us, I'd go with Bastion. Not yeah, just, but but it's got it's different. Right, it's way different. I yeah. think XCOM was like I think for me it was like twenty five yeah. hours maybe to beat it, um, which is, I think is probably an average playthrough. But uh, an amazing game too. Yeah. Oh, really, all those games are good. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't play Alan Wake, but I did play Bastion, Dragon's Dogma, XCOM. No Far Cry, but I did play Arkham Asylum. So. You can't really go wrong with any of those choices, but I would... No, I would, those are all really good choices. Yeah, Bastion or, or XCOM would, would would be our top choices for that. Uh, okay. So thanks for that, Ryan. My tablet seized up a little bit, so that's why it's taken... Okay, here we go. This is from uh, Tito in L.A. Uh, this is the first time I've been aware of Steam Summer Sale, so I was excited the first day had come upon us. Uh, the first day I wasn't too impressed, especially since Amazon and the others had some great sales of their own, like Tomb Raider, for about 12 to $13. But as the week has been going, bam, I've bought about six games, including the awesome uh, gem Unreal Tournament 2004. I've been playing with my cousin the past two days since getting it, and I can't believe I forgot how absolutely awesome this game is. Uh, the game mode Onslaught is probably the most underrated game mode in the FPS multiplayer genre. And all the weapons and vehicles are a hell of a lot of fun to play with. I highly recommend the game to anybody looking to have some fun with friends. There are still some people playing on the servers, but either way, uh, the most will fill up with the bots for you to dominate on. Uh, other games I bought on Steam, Don't Starve, uh, have had some fun so far, have died a lot. The Swapper, haven't tried it yet. Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Dust, and Elysian Tale. Uh, excited for that one. And one more I can't think of. Also, for the last week... I was surprised I didn't hear more Nintendo games on the hardest games ever list. I feel like games back then were much harder than today's games. When you consider the fact that there were no memory cards back in the day, and while you were young, you probably had to do chores or your parents needed uh, you or told you to get off. You'd have to start over on top of the fact that those games were hard as hell to play to begin with. Uh, the, the first one that popped in my head was Battletoads, especially the cart level, which was only level 2. Only my cousin could get past it, but I don't believe we ever beat the game. You know a game is hard when a great endeavor for a game is just mentioning how far you got in the game and not whether or not you beat it. Not whether you beat it or not. Also, Contra is nearly impossible without using the cheat codes. But I never really played the game. Keep up the good work. Sucks about the internet. So that was from Tito in, in L.A. Um, yeah, I I think I paid, we paid a little bit of attention to Steam Summer Sales last year, but I definitely didn't spend the kind of money that I did this year. Um, even though I had had a gaming PC, I might have bought a couple games, but I really didn't get into Steam really until uh, I, I think I was talking about it during the break, right? Yeah, you, you was it during the break. Okay, yeah, it was uh, when I sold my Xbox when I really started uh, using Steam a lot. So I've been much more into it than I have been in the past. Right? Same here. Seconded. Oh, God, same here. Yeah. This is the first year where I felt like I had more than $50 <laughs> to spend on Steam sales. So. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's part of it, too. <laughs> uh, other games. Don't don't Starve is good. The Swapper I haven't played yet, but I can't wait for that one to play that one either. Uh, Dust I'm really looking forward to playing. Deus Ex is uh, another one I have to play relatively soon. 
So, uh, yeah, we're going to do a little recap on all the stuff that we bought and talk about the the games that we've played that we've bought or, you know, what we're going to be playing hopefully soon that we bought from our, our Steam sales. Uh, surprise, there was more Nintendo games on Hardest Games Ever list. Um, I had a few. Eh? I, I had one, but really, like, a lot of the games that I played back in the day were more centered around, like, I played a lot of RPGs. Yeah, um, that weren't necess- that had save points and stuff, and weren't necessarily as difficult as a lot of the the platformers and stuff. You know, uh, we had Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which is why that was on my list. Um, but like we not- we never had Contra or Battletoads or you know a lot of the other games that were on people's hardest games lists. You know, so I think that's that's part of the reason why we- there wasn't more old school games, right? For sure. With me, as I forgot a lot of the yeah. older games that I really struggled with. So yeah. I had a hard time trying to think of stuff. Yeah. Because I was looking at a lot of people's others, li- others list, and I saw like Battletoads, and I never played any of those games. Right. So I, yeah. I, I struggled. I yeah. had Mario One, uh, but yeah, I like Will. I don't, I don't remember anything. Right. Yeah. I, part of it is you know, time makes it makes the pain. It, do, it doesn't. It, it makes it go away, or it makes it seem like a lot worse. Too. Yeah. True. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I had like a Super Nintendo game that was really hard that that I played and had trouble with, but just don't remember at this point. But really, like, I don't think there's too many games out there that would be harder than Fez without looking up cheat codes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's true. Yeah. Just because of all the all the deciphering you have to do of the alphabet that's in the game. That's <laughs> so, why. That's why I put that alphabet. for number one. And you know, Super Meat Boy is super meat boy i mean it's super difficult so. yeah it's tower is one of the hardest games but yeah uh yeah i i just think a lot of a lot of the memories of that we had of of older games just, it, it was softened a little bit by time definitely i agree with that. i got into terraria oh did you are you checking out what what cory and chris have accomplished yeah uh cory's helping me find some tools right now oh nice <laughs> are you gonna help uh farm some resources oh you better believe i am dan nice Okay, uh, so thanks for that, Tito. Uh, next from Idaho Jake, he says, "Hey guys, I have an Xbox for myself and an Xbox for my kids. I'm getting frustrated with awesome. the quote-unquote great free games Xbox is giving out, and I don't think it will get any better. I just think Xbox is screwing me. It just irritates me seeing PS3 giving actual great free games, and I'm missing out. I want to trade in my Xbox some games and accessories." Try and get a PS3, PS Plus, and The Last of Us. And right now, GameStop is giving 50% extra in-store credit for all the trade-ins. Uh, GameStop, Games, GameStop. I always get GameStop and GameSpot mixed we, up. We all, we always <laughs> struggle with that one. Yeah. Uh, right now, will give me $165 for just the Xbox. So, do you think I should do it or hold off until I can get a PS4 and trade it in? I guess I could put my my Xbox Live account onto the kids' Xbox and all my DLC and digital downloads will go with it, but I want to know what you would do if you were in my position. Uh, he then put in, well, I was wrong. GameStop will give me $100 for the console, but with the $50 deal, I will get $150. Uh, not sure if I should still do it or go to a pawn shop and sell it to them, and, and some stuff GameStop won't take. So what's your guys' thoughts? Xbox for PlayStation? I'd say it's a little late. Me, personally, I would be of the camp to 
hold on to your Xbox, uh-huh. especially if you're not going to get an Xbox One, because at least you can play Titanfall that way. Right. Um, and buy a PS3 cheap if you want to. Uh-huh. Look on Craigslist or something. Well, he's got two Xboxes, that's the thing. He has one and his kids oh, have one, right. so he could probably play games on his kids' Xbox if he really wanted to. Um, yeah. Because his live account would go on it. Are his kids going to get in the way of his gaming? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a question to ask, I guess. Um, go it, for it. Honestly, if it were me, I probably would do it. Just go for it. Yeah. Um, get get a PS3. Get The Last of Us. There's a lo- lot of PlayStation games that you probably missed. You know that you missed out on. Here's what I will say to warn you, though, is that all those free games that I've talked about, they're not. Yeah, a lot of them are gone. Right. I have to look and see what's on there right now. I know Battlefield Three still up. Um, what else? But but they they also plan on continue of oh, yeah, giving yeah, good yeah. games every oh, month. Oh yeah, uh, XCOM is on there right now. I think Deus Ex is still on there. I mean, there's always good stuff that they're releasing. Yeah, there's a lot of the ones that I've talked about in the past aren't on there right now. So. Right. But like you said, there there will be more good games. Right. Um. I would also check into other avenues, maybe look at Amazon and see what, what, what kind of deal they'll give you for trading in your Xbox. It probably wouldn't be 150 bucks. I think I looked on, and I would have gotten like 100 for my Xbox with no, uh, no extra trade-in credit or whatever. Yeah. Really, if you can get that from GameStop, that, that usually will work out to be decent for you. Probably not wait. It's probably... I don't know. Probably not put it towards the PS4, right? Don't you think? Probably not. I probably do. No, I would say no. Uh, only because by the time he's, by the time they have systems available, oh, yeah. would his Xbox be worth a hundred dollars still, or True. would it be worth That's less? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know, man. Corey, what are your thoughts? Um. Yeah. Your thoughts are, yeah. <laughs> Put Terraria away. I know. I really have to because I don't know what the fuck's going on right now. <laughs> Eric's mind's blown. What was the question? I, I think Eric had, had good uh, good advice. Look around. Maybe see if you can find one somewhere that yeah. someone is selling for cheap. I don't like to trade my systems in or sell them personally because yeah. I feel like I'll regret it at some point. Yeah. So, What was I, the original question? <laughs> Buying he, a he wants has something he, to do with you fucking he, off. He wants Corey. he wants to know if he should trade in his Xbox. He has two Xboxes, so you know his kids have one, which he could probably play if he want if he if he wanted to or needed. Oh, to. Oh, definitely do it. Okay, um, but but yeah, he wanted to trade it in and get one hundred fifty dollars for it plus whatever games he wanted to trade in and put it towards the PS three and get the Last of Us PS plus, um, and maybe some other PlayStation. I wouldn't games. even do that. I'd put it for towards the PS four. Oh, okay. Well. That's that's um, course. I mean, like, really? Yeah, yeah. We should all play The Last of Us, but like, I don't know if that's worth it to at, buy the whole console at this well, point. I mean, point. there are some other good. Yeah, but at this point in in the in the lifespan of the PS3, like, for my money, I'm putting it towards the PS4 at this point. Corey, what if you can find a cheap PS3, like on Craigslist? I mean, yeah, if you can get it for like a hundred bucks, then. But then the his trade-in credit is pretty much worthless because if you take a cash how about this it's quite a bit less you find yourself a cheap ps3 you buy that and then you trade your xbox in towards the ps4 so 
we're saying at this point because a lot I of want the, him to have all of the above. Right, right. That's <laughs> right. what I'm saying. Right. Uh, a lot of the games that the at least the really good PS3 games will come out on the Gaikai streaming service eventually. Sure. So, True. yeah, I mean, yeah, I would probably put it towards a PS4. I think. Yeah. Re- really, if I had to give you the best possible advice, it, it would probably be to put it towards a PS4. I just can't. I really can't see the point in investing in a old console. Yeah, well, it, I mean, that, I say old, but I mean current. That's still two hundred and fifty bucks, probably. Yeah, yeah, it yeah is. They, they are still expensive. So, granted, it comes with a bundle with game, but which I mean, for another hundred bucks, you can have yourself a PS4, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. True. But yeah, I would probably. I would probably trade it in soon, or at least keep an eye on it and make sure. Yeah, that... especially because he's got two. Right, uh, because you, you're going to want to get it in before the, the before the rush of people trading you in their systems. Always want to get it in. <laughs> right, before 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 the you know while it still has worth, I should say. Um, I would I would look into doing that. So, yeah, if if you're going to trade it in, we would say at this point, put it in towards a PS4. Right, we're not far off. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, it's Are only. Are they going to fucking announce a date so I know months. the week to take off from work? <laughs> I don't blame you. I... I'm taking at least three days if, off. If I if at that point I needed to take time off from work, I would, but I I won't need to at that point. Oh man, I'm not even going to go to college those two days, three well, days. No, I would you. Sorry, Dad. I know you're going to hear that. <laughs> yeah, good point. Okay, well, that's everything, right? Yeah. Does yeah. anyone have a roundtable? I have a round table. All right, let's hear it. Great. All right. Uh, this thanks. is actually oh. really old. Th- thanks for that, Ido Jake, too. Appreciate it. Uh, this, good luck, man. This, this dates back to my, um, whatchamacallit, my, uh, like, E3 episode, I think. That's how old it is. But I thought it would be fun for us uh, to come up with a list uh, and that I will write up and post 10 ways... This will be the title of it. Ten ways to better utilize the gamepad, the Wii U gamepad for Mario Kart 8. Oh, okay. So as it stands, um, for E3, Nintendo's small E3 event was like a Nintendo Direct, um, but it featured six high-profile games. Super Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8, Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, HD, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. Oh, that's that's the Donkey Kong game name. Uh, Pikmin 3, Bayonetta 2, and Super Smash Bros. Um, none of these games require the gamepad. Gamepad optional in all of those games. Which is crazy, considering the console is built around the idea of the capabilities of this gamepad. You know what that does, though? That makes it so you can play the game on the gamepad. Because games that require the gamepad to play, you can't play just on the gamepad. There's no remote play. That's an interesting point I never thought about. Yeah. But still... No, you're right. Uh, it's a little bit silly. So the screen for the gamepad is 6.2 inches diagonal. Um, and here's what it does currently for Mario Kart. This is what Nintendo is utilizing the gamepad for for Mario Kart. It's a way to switch between controller types. Uh-huh. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the controller types are. Uh, the, uh, the, can... the Wiimote, the Pro Controller, the gamepad uh, controller. Yeah. yeah, but on the gamepad, I, I don't know. 
Um, well, you can are... also see which items other players are carrying, which is really difficult if you're driving. Yeah. It's better just to be able sense. to see that on the TV. I'm pretty good at texting while driving, though. So. <laughs> um, and a majority of the gamepad for Mario Kart 8 is taken up by a giant red horn. That's what they're using the gamepad for, is a horn. Uh-huh. I don't give a shit, Corey. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, and that's why I think we collectively as the thumbstick athletes could come up with better ways to utilize the gamepad definitely right now okay well as i as i said i i, I want to qualify at first that if you the the game requires a gamepad you cannot just play it remote play on the on the gamepad so there's that yeah um because because so f- zo- zombie U is not playable on the gamepad because it requires it to to play the game yeah. So, right. Yeah. Um. So, like, my original idea is rearview mirror. Yeah. Yeah, because you would, you would be looking away from the the road anyway if you were looking in a rearview mirror, you know. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go track design. Yeah. Have, have I, it, man, have, why would that have not it, be? Have a track editor and have have you be able to draw draw track on the on the gamepad? Yeah. Why would that not be an idea. Yeah, I don't know because some people. I don't know if you've watched the the social thing, Will, but some people draw like really amazing pictures on their gamepad. They do, don't they? Yeah. Like I saw one with Sonic the other day. I was like, "Holy crap, that's yeah. incredible!" Yeah. So I think I think that would be a good use for it. Anybody well, else? Any ideas? I'm thinking. Corey, what? How do I put a torch in the ground? Do you have a torch? Yeah, I have two of them. Just uh, <laughs> equip it. Uh huh. And just click where you want it to go. It's not working. Well, so let's see. Rear view mirror track des- track design. Um, they could have like a mini mini map of the the track already that you're racing on. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that, be, that was my thought. Instead of a horn. What about like uh, flick aim for shells and for green shells? Yeah, Ooh, like like, like 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 a touchscreen device where you could aim it with a flick of your finger. I like that. So like Eric's mentioned, yeah, I like that too. I'm gonna put it down. Um, but like Eric mentioned, like he's a good texter and driver. I feel like they should incorporate something silly like that. It, I mean, it's Mario Kart. They can do whatever they want. They're just afraid to for uh, they're afraid of innovation. Um, they could put in uh, like some sort of thing where you have to text while you while you drive. How much fun would that be? I wouldn't well, be very good at that. I'd crash. Apparently not much fun. I I don't know if it wouldn't be fun, but it it would create outrage. <laughs> From the yeah. American side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Be, you know what? Because mothers of... of mothers uh, against mo- texting and driving? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would, would come out of... <laughs> Come out of the woodwork, yeah. Sam. <laughs> and if there isn't a group mothers against texting, there would, there be, would one. be And Nintendo's, you know, Nintendo, endorsing yeah, texting and driving. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's sad that they can't include <laughs> that because if something like that would happen. Yeah. So what else we got? I don't know. I, I just I feel like that was such a silly use of the gamepad for a driving game. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway trying to think i'm thinking here so we got three did you want to come up with eight i wanted 10 i figured we could come up with 10 pretty easily 
But you, you, uh, should, you should have had a couple ready to go. Yeah, you counted well, me out as soon as I started playing Terraria, you <laughs> bitch. I had one ready to go. What is it? I already said it. The rear view mirror. Oh yeah. I like. The uh, what mirror. about what about like a uh, sort of uh, like mini a mini game that you need to complete while you're driving? Whilst driving, that could give you like some kind of boost or ammo. Yeah. So it's like if you're capable of driving and completing this mini game, you get some sort of crazy bonus. Like incorporate maybe a Mario Party game up in the middle of a race that everybody has to compete in or something? Yeah, so what could be relevant to driving? Like maybe you have the diagnostics of your cart in front of you on your gamepad and like somebody hits you with a shell, but if you're quick enough to do this, this, and this, you can repair the damage without suffering the effects of the attack. Yeah, that's good. Or, like, if you have a shell coming at you, you could, like Dan was saying, use your finger to sl- slide your no, car or something no, like that. No. Yeah, like a like a swipe kind of thing. Yeah. swipe aim kind of thing. Like swipe you would your car. see on an iOS device. Yeah. Brilliant, Corey. You could swipe your car or <laughs> swipe, perhaps swipe the shell or banana peel out of your, your area. Now, these would only work for single player because... You world. can only have one, or is it two game pads connected to the Wii? Uh, you have two. They two. said you could have two, but I don't think there's any games that are capable of doing that yet. Right. Yeah. That was one of my points with this whole thing, is they sort of screwed themselves, because it's like, well, what do you do with the game pad? Because you can only have one connected to the system at a time. Right. Corey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Corey's anti-Wii U. I'm not anti Wii U. Really I'm gonna is. get. I would like to get one. I want to play Monster Hunter really bad. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Corey hates everything I'd love Nintendo. To, I'd love to just get like a six pack and just play Monster Monster Hunter on a Monster weekend Hunter. day. <laughs> Monster Hunter, Windies. You know what's weird to about the, the Wii U discs too is they're <laughs> they're rounded. <laughs> they're rounded around the edge. Did you notice that? Wait, Did I tell you about that? For what? The Wii U discs they're rounded around the edge. Really? Yeah, it feels weird. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I'm going I'm to go home and... <laughs> and fondle your Wii U discs? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I really can't think of anything else, to be honest with you. It's all right. I mean, I po- point uh, point proven anyway. We came up with what I feel like is four, is four or five better ideas than Some what they ones. utilized. Yeah. It's really too bad. I mean, the, the whole idea of the Wii U console was built around this idea of a gamepad and, and like, a uh, tablet that people are familiar with. And they, other than Zombie U, like, are there any games that they've really utilized it to the best extent? Well, once once again, I bring up the fact that games that require that for other uses, you can't play in the, the remote play thing. Yeah. So, I don't. I mean, I guess we'll have to have a balance of games that that you just can't pl- play only on the on the gamepad, you know, like like Zombie U. But have yeah. have enough, you know, have enough that you can just play on the the the, ta- the tablet yeah. controller G- gamepad. Is that what it's called? It's called the gamepad. Okay, yeah. I, they should have come up with a better name for that. Kind of dumb. <laughs> we we you gamepad tablet thingy. U pad. U pad. 
you pad. <laughs> <laughs> there probably would have been some legal repercussions yeah. for you pad. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll call it the you pad from now on though. <laughs> All right. It's <laughs> a good good name. Okay. Anything else? Hello? Hello. <laughs> oh, we must have cut off to for Corey. Good. Well, let me close this. Eric, you have a round table? I did. Hello? But Corey's an asshole. <laughs> How's uh, Terraria going? I lost connection. Oh. oh. Yeah, our internet probably cut out. It's for the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bane Hammond, by the way, Dan, is yeah. pa- is paying for his PS4 with his taxes. Oh, yeah, okay. And Amazon up to $80 for the Xbox. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, it looks like GameStop, GameStop is the GameStop's your option, bud. Yeah. I really can't... I mean, I don't think he'd be able to get 150 bucks from... Like somebody, if he was to sell it on the street or in Craigslist or something like that, no, probably I, not. I think your best value would probably be to trade it in there. Yeah, but I think he only gets that if he trades it in towards a new system. Oh, I that's think. true. Yeah, it's like uh, cash for clunkers. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I guess. Thought, I thought you went away. Corey was delayed a little bit. Okay, I did go away. Um, simultaneous with Eric's dropout from Terraria. That's my wonderful uh, third world country internet <laughs> connection. I'll tell you, man, I'm really digging uh, Optimo Online, even though it's a uh, Comcast um, subsidiary. That I'm really impressed with their service. That's good. I, I'm not impressed at all with Time Warner. And my, a bunch of my channels went out today, too, so that's fun. But I have a service like appointment. Like TV channels? Yeah. I have a service appointment for next Wednesday that I never called them back to set up. So, Do you think they might be throttling you because you're using too much bandwidth? I hope not. Uh, there is a way to check, and I'll do that. because I Oh, I, there is a way to check. Yeah, I, can, I have a, a, a browser test that you can use to check. And uh, I, well, I'm consistently over 250 gigabytes of data used. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That's even more than us, and we have like six people living here. No, I know. I use a lot. Dan's a bandwidth whore. I am. Yes, so. Dan, question. I, I mean, I download a lot of shit at work, so. Right. Oh, you don't have a cell phone anymore. No. You other two boys are on AT&T, correct? Yep. Yeah. What's your data limit? Unlimited, brah. Mm-hmm. They're grandfathered in oh, to unlimited. See. I think it's two gigabytes is like 25 or 30 bucks. Do you think I'll use more than that? Probably not. Right. No, most people don't. Like, uh, my girlfriend, is. she's so concerned about data, but I keep telling her, like, don't worry about it. You're not even going to get close. They let you know when you get close, too. That's per phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's everything we want to talk about, right? I do believe so. All right. Um... Uh... Yeah, that'll do it for episode 104 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.